Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to all of you lovely people out there listening to the podcast today. Now, I am your host, your editor, director, producer, creator, executive producer, your crew, your best boy, your all the above, your first, your last, your everything, and I go by the name of Dominique, and today I have a special guest with me. Now, this man, I've known this man for... Jeez, man, it's it's getting close to be a year at this point. Getting close to a year. I was just on Twitch one day, seeing who was playing what. I think I was wanting to see somebody play Dragon Ball Fighters. And I said, oh, this yeah. dude looks kind of cool. So I clicked on the stream, and he was just playing away, like playing, like playing, playing, like not just messing around, being competitive. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. You can hear the clicking and the clacking, everything definitely. on top of that. So I was like, hmm. And I started chatting with him and we started talking about the state of the fighting game community. And he agreed on a lot of the same things that I agreed on. So I said, okay, yeah, this is this is the dude right here. So I followed him, of course, like I should. And a few more streams, I would just pop in, say what's up. We talk, we kick it, I'd kick it in the chat. He talked back to me. And this man is Twitch affiliate. He's a Twitch affiliate now. He, yes, uh, sir. It, it, it was a grind. It was a little bit of a grind. Oh, yeah, but, most definitely. But we, we got him there, and that's the most important thing. <laughs> yes, sir. So without further ado, I'm going to give a huge welcome to my friend, Lex. Damn, man. Thank you so much for the yeah, introduction, yeah. bro. Yeah, you got the applause. I'm so happy to be here, bro. <laughs> so happy to be here. Long awaited. Yeah, we're supposed to be doing this for... We're supposed to be doing now. this for a while, months. Yeah. The timing just never worked, but you know, we're here the now. Is, the time is here now, so that's that's what really matters at this point. Yes, sir. So, man, do you want to talk to the people? What have you been up to, man? No, I'm nothing much, man. Just been chilling, um, trying trying to look at more content to make, and you know, yeah. really really trying to investigate like how to develop more of my Twitch stream or more me as a content creator. Really, I've I've been steady. I I kind of want to get a little bit of more of a jump, I think. And, Right. So far, it's been focusing on honing my craft. I think that's yeah. how much I've been, what I've been that's, doing that's, lately. That's what's Twitch and YouTube. Oh, yeah, You definitely. all can follow him at L3X underscore 44. Yep. That's on just about all social media. That's Twitter. Everything. That's uh, Instagram, TikTok. He's, oh, he's yeah. got it all. I'm on the top. And uh, <laughs> he, he's the talk of the town. But uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you like that, don't you? Yeah. But uh, check him out, please. Please go watch his videos. Subscribe to him on YouTube. Follow him on Twitch. Let's get this man where he wants to be because he's just not doing it for the money. That we we know that off the rip. Yes, sir. So, he's one of the few genuine Twitch streamers out there that aren't doing it strictly for the money. That's not willing yeah. to do anything for a couple pieces of change. So. There's that. The money will come. You yeah, know, I'm not, that's, that's I'm part focusing, of it. Yeah, I'm focusing on what I want to do and my passion. I really love doing this. And right. it's, been, it's been keeping my motivation up, really. I'm just trying to focus right now. Yeah, trying to get that community built and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And that's that's the same thing here, just trying to build a community. And that's it's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah, I know. For <laughs> sure. I was, I, I was uh, watching a video and they were saying that there's actually more viewers. This is mm. by Devin Nash. 
I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's Devin Ash. Yeah. Uh, Twitch streamer, YouTuber, kind of an analytics type of guy. Right. I could not believe that the numbers are, there are more streamers than there are viewers. I thought that that was yeah. insane. Kind of daunting, kind of worrying, but I got to be hopeful and I got to grind it out, you know. Yeah, Can't but you understand scary. why that is, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you see some of your favorite YouTubers and you're saying, oh, well, if he can do that, I kind of want to do that too. I want to build my own community. And it's just a, a huge amount of people that just got up and said, okay, yes, I'm going to do this as well. Oh, and I mean, that, sure. that number is just going to continue to rise. It's just like with everything else. Like, I don't know if yeah, you read the sure. story or the article, but they said that there are going to be more realtors than homes available in the market. So, oh, wow. So that's, so that's another way to look at it. Yeah. This happens on other fields as well. Wow, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Big time. That's crazy. But, you know, you just got to keep your head up and keep making dope content and do what you can at the end of the day. Something like I heard, like from the Joe Budden podcast, or like different podcasts, because it's also competitive in the podcast field. They also speak about there is viewers. Everybody can have everybody can eat, as they say. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that as much as we want to focus on the analytics, we should focus also that there's room. Yeah. You just got to be unique. Everybody. Yeah. There's 24 hours in a day. People have time to watch your 10 minute video, 15 minute yeah. hour video, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It's like can't be so like even though the number is kind of daunting mm-hmm. don't be so so afraid of it i think yeah but the problem with podcasting is that you have a lot of people that are gatekeeping podcasting oh like, really you got you have people that are that have maybe a thousand subscribers and they're saying well you know you have less than i do so we can't really let you in because i have a thousand and you don't <laughs> so you have That's a lot crazy. of podcasts that are like that they like to keep the little guys down just to keep themselves up which is a terrible thing to do, but like you said, there's enough room for everyone to eat. Yeah. There's enough food on the t- there's enough food on the table for everyone to eat. There's enough room for everyone to grow. But you know, the, the little guys, I mean, you know, just have to work hard at the end of the day. It's kind of like that in the broadcast. Prove, prove that we want our spot. Yeah. It's what like that thinking? in the like that in the broadcasting field as well. Like Oh, I'm yeah. not going to raid this, the younger, the smaller streamer, because I don't know what they're going to do with my audience. You know, in, in a sense, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But then again, I'm not in that position. Right? right. But I mean, if it were me, I wouldn't. Like if I had thousands of people watching me, I would definitely just raid someone smaller. Yeah. Because like I said, there's plenty of room for people to grow. For sure. Everyone, everyone deserves to be somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel definitely. like everyone deserves an audience if this is what their passion is about. Yeah, for sure. Like I feel I like it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt to, you know, look out for the smaller guy. Yeah. I mean, like I you were that's... saying, you, you do have people donating hundreds and thousands of dollars to large streamers that are basically set for life at this point. <laughs> oh, most and then, definitely. And then and then you have the, the, the smaller streamers who are averaging two, one or two, you know, viewers a day. And they're streaming for eight to 10 hours. And it's like, you know, just think about how much of a blessing that would be for a larger streamer to just raid them or give them some kind of shout out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that um, apparently they were saying discoverability on Twitch is probably it's really bad right now. Well, you know what it is, right? Yeah. Apparently that the. Since 
the top streamers are on the top of the directory. I guess that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just going to click the most viewed one right now. Like yeah. nobody scrolls down. Yeah. And it's like, that's a frustrating thing because it's all for the money. Yeah. Right. It's I mean, all how much I have. You, add... Oh, go ahead. No, you can go ahead, bro. Now I was just saying like, when you look at the games and you see that one game has 600K viewers and then you click on it, what's going to be the first thing to pop up? The person with the most amount of views. Yeah. So, you know, people are just going to say, oh, well, this dude has a lot of people watching. There has to be a reason. So let me just go ahead and click on it. And like you said, they're not going to want to scroll 10,000 feet, <laughs> you know, worth, I know, worth, man. Of, worth of, you know, worth of people. And then they finally get to someone and it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I got here. Right. What should I do? <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's, kind, it's kind of a double edged sword when it comes to that. Because it's, it's great Posted. that everyone that, you know, there, there are so many people streaming at this point. But at the same time people aren't making it easier for their, their smaller guys to eat. Mm-hmm. For you sure. Know? But it's... that's the thing with, with building a community, like you just have to be the best you and do the best that you can. Yeah. You don't want to do what another man is doing. Exactly. Because nine times out of 10 people on the internet, they're going to come to you and say, Hey, so-and-so is doing you better than you. So I'm going to check out so-and-so. I mean, oh it's, my it's, God. It's, it's a messed up thing to say, but. It's the internet at the end of the day. <laughs> it's like that in broadcasting, man. It's like yeah. that in broadcasting. But when it comes to YouTube video, it's a different whole, it's a whole different ball game, man. Yeah, YouTube like, is different because of the algorithm. Like just the way things are coded in YouTube. And I, mean, I don't know if you've seen, but I've seen people recently that have had videos on YouTube for maybe six or seven years from you know ago, and they're getting copyright strikes and getting claimed and it's like, well, you know, it's been up all this time and nothing's been wrong. So what's up now? And then oh, YouTube, wow. YouTube isn't being one to say, hey, well, this is what you did wrong. YouTube is just giving them the strike. And as you know, three strikes and, you, they, you know, they're going to take your channel down. Oh, that's crazy. No way. Yeah. So I don't know if you know about uh, Corey Kenshin. Do you know about him? No. Nah. So, so Corey, he recently hit 10 million subscribers on YouTube. He said that he was going to retire once he hit 10,000. But of course, he came right. back and said, I can't leave y'all behind. I love doing this. I love video games. I love being here for you all. So he came back. But I think maybe <laughs> a day oh, after he came back. Before. Yeah. So he put up the video saying that he got a copyright strike and doesn't know why. And YouTube hasn't told him. And he was like, well, I even had to reach out to YouTube to get my, uh, my 10 million subscriber play button. And then on top of that, y'all are going to give me a, a strike on my channel. Like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Then with YouTube, if you type in a video game or if you type in anything, you're gonna see one of the most viewed things at the top, of course. Right. It's, it's so just, crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy to me because like I'll be putting out YouTube videos and some videos like I don't think this one's gonna really blow up, but let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm. It does numbers, it does numbers, and then boom, all of a sudden 1k. Right. All of a sudden, six hundred. All of a sudden, seven hundred. Like, it's the ones you least expect. And it's like, whoa! I I just still don't understand the algorithm game. Yeah. You know, I I do everything though. I try to like this clicky, um, title. I try to do like all the hashtags. I do all that stuff. Yeah. The, the bright like, fonts. 
and the wild yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, the the thumbnails. It's like it's so interesting right. how that works. It's so different field, like I said, from broadcasting. Yeah, but it's necessary, I think. I mean, you see a lot of broadcasters from Twitch moving over to YouTube at this point. Oh my god! They, yeah, they, they so feel true. that YouTube is safer. Yeah, YouTube is easier to manage than Twitch, which is understandable. Do- yep. Because you, you have people doc- that. Oh, go ahead. You got a doc over there, Tim. Mm-hmm. You got Lupo. You got a Courage. You got a bunch of streamers over there, big time streamers. So it's gonna yeah. be interesting how YouTube gaming develops. Right, and my boy Reaper, who was on the podcast previously, he actually just moved over to YouTube. Oh wow, maybe really? Yesterday, yeah, he was on Twitch for a while, but he just moved over to YouTube. I want to say yesterday. So, shout out See Reaper, by goes. the way. But, oh yeah, shout out. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 just kind of strange how things work because you have people that are complete that that try and they try and try on Twitch, then they could possibly move to YouTube and have a totally different story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's it's really all well you, between YouTube and Twitch, it's all really finicky. It's and you know really what, Dom? Finicky. Don't sleep on Facebook gaming or no, fa- no, I don't no. know what they call it. Never Facebook Live or something it. like that. I think that. it's Facebook gaming. But yeah, they, 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 can be, they can be a huge contender. If if they fix some of the things in their weak points and yeah. they promote themselves more, like if you see more uh ads on Twitter and YouTube about Facebook gaming, they'll be in great shape. Yeah, will be a worthy contender because YouTube needs that competition and Twitch needs that competition. Definitely. Because YouTube and Twitch are the top dogs and they've gotten so comfortable after all this time. And they're at this point where they're like, well, who's going to take us down? Who's going to overcome us? Mm-hmm. And I think Facebook gaming, I feel like there could be another site to do what they're doing, but do it better. I'm hearing a lot of rumbling on Patreon. Do they have a live streaming thing or what's I, I don't know, right? I, I don't know. I think that Patreon is mainly just for content. Like say you have a video and you want to have some kind of exclusivity before you put it on YouTube or Twitch or something, you put it on Patreon and people subscribe and pay a monthly fee. But I don't think they have like a live streaming service or anything like that on there. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's through something else. I hear they mm-hmm. take like seven percent, whereas Twitch takes fifty percent. Yeah. I heard, I heard they don't take much at all. And that's why you see a lot of YouTube channels saying, hey, go subscribe to my Patreon for exclusive content, like behind the scenes, or we talk about something, or we have a Discord call. You know, it's just an extra leg up as far as, you know, building your community. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, man. The, the next couple of years is going to be, everything's still going to start to develop into more, more uh, ways to get yourself out there, I think. Yeah. Because like I said, YouTube and Twitch, they need a kick in the behind to, you know, do better. I mean, I know you saw the hashtag, like the whole Twitch do better. Yeah. People with with having hate raids come in and, you know, it's not a good look. But at the end of the day, it's Twitch. (laughs) Everyone knows what Twitch is at this point. Oh, my God, dude, that's so crazy. Yeah. Just those online personas, man, people, you don't. You could just pretend to be anybody, you know. When yeah, I mean, you, you, you have the VTubers who people have never seen this person's face, but are willing to give this person, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars. Exactly. Granted, I mean, that may be the content that they like, but that's just what you have on Twitch. And yeah, YouTube alike, really. Yeah. Shit, man. You're, you're giving money to people that you have no idea who they are. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like insane how things work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the, the, the industry that, you know, runs the world at this point. <laughs> I know, man. That, 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 that's the dream. Everyone wants to do what they love and make money for it. Especially now, or at least like last year, you know, we were all yeah, inside. Yeah, with the pandemic, everyone's at home and everyone has the internet. So it's like, oh, well, let me watch somebody play something that I like. Or, or let me play the something yeah. I like. You know, right. it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was but, like you said, like over the past year, there's been so many people doing that. Where it's like, okay, so soon there's gonna be where do we go from here? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Because I'm, you I'm gotta eat, through, and I gotta eat, and you know what I mean. So that's yeah, why I say I, it just it just comes down to who can do them the best. Mm-hmm. That's what it's gonna come down to. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's easy to get discouraged. It's personally, for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I try not to be so focused on the numbers, although right. you kind of need to be like you need to have a side of you that's analytical, because if mm-hmm. you're not watching what is working, then what, you know, what are you doing? You're just <laughs> every day you're going to stream hours a day and not get any followers, get any viewers. You know, you kind of need to watch your work as what is working, what isn't working. Yeah, and I think you, that you, fo- you have to control what you can at that point. So yeah. if you can control how many viewers you can if that you can have, then you might want to do that. <laughs> right for the right. sake of longevity for sure definitely that's that, that's the thing and i mean like we said with, with youtube it's, it's just so finicky you know you can have a banger and then have a sleeper right after tell but me you about say it, you, you're gonna put something out and say oh well, this is gonna kill it and then it's you know two days later views. And, yeah <laughs> and it's like it, it can be discouraging but you have to keep pushing you know but on the on the same side of that, when I put out a short and then I see a 2K plus video, 2K plus video, mm-hmm. that's kind of like, oh, my God, I did something. Right. It works. It works. It works. It's just it's not reliable. Yeah. You know, it's you, not consistent. It, it's not consistent for sure. And, right. you know, when you see those, like, 2K you, you know, views, you know, it's popping up in people's feed. Mm-hmm. So they have to check it out. So when yep. you put out another video expecting the same thing that algorithm may not be as friendly as it was before. And I'll tell you what, Dom, I, I've been putting, so I've been like editing my videos in different ways. Right. And it's like, in the beginning, I'll be like, oh, hey guys, what's up? Um, if you enjoyed the video, please subscribe to the channel, do the like, you know, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And um, some people get turned off by that. Yeah, because, you know, we, we've heard it for years. <laughs> some people get turned off. You know what I mean? We, we, we've heard that thing for absolute years at this point. Yeah. So, is like sometimes some people are impatient, so they say, "Okay, get to the good stuff. Don't keep me sitting here waiting with things that I hear every day when I click on whatever YouTube video I'm watching. It's the same yeah. spiel. Yeah, That's why with sure. a lot of channels, like I don't know if you watch watch Mojo on YouTube, do you? Uh, not as as recent though. No. Okay, so you know they do the the top ten list and everything. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah. what they do is sometimes they'll say it at the beginning of the video. But they gotten smart. And what they'll do is they'll say, hey, don't forget to please like, subscribe and share. They'll do that right before they do their number one pick for something, which is perfect. Because, oh, you know, I you're see. watching, see, nine, you're watching, you know, nine, uh, you know, items on their list. And then you, they, you get to the end of the video. It's like, well, I'm not going to pick up my phone or I'm not going to pick up the remote and skip now. Like I haven't skipped yet. So I'm just going to keep watching. Right. That's super smart. 
For sure. So you get to the list, then promote yourself, finish the list, and that's the video. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to continue doing that. I'm not right. sure. I'm going to try to put it in different, like how you're saying, put it in different times. Yeah, like do it video. in the middle one time, do it towards the end one time, or, you know. I'm going to try it differently, but I've noticed that if you put it in the beginning, as, especially as, as a small creator, I don't know if that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. This is my, like, because people aren't commenting really. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not getting, like, feedback. So what right. my assumption is, is, like, maybe that's a little bit of a turnoff for people. And yeah. I could understand why. Because I, I was looking, I was listening, I was looking at it as a, as a consumer. I am, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mind it. Actually, I would be like supportive of like creators like that. I was like, actually, yeah. I've been watching a couple of your videos at this point, and I think it's time for me to subscribe. So I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. But since I'm a smaller creator, maybe not as many videos are being pushed out there because I don't have as much content out. Yeah, it makes you're me not curious. A yet. <laughs> yeah, it makes me curious that maybe after three or four videos that might work right right after the 300 videos that they have cataloged already mm-hmm. but if i only have a certain amount catalog which is not even enough to get into the algorithm itself maybe that's what's causing people to get turned off in a sense yeah. is that i don't they're only watching that one video they haven't watched previous videos or are going to watch videos after right so i, I don't know i think about that often Sorry. (laughs) No, that's totally fine. Like I completely get what you're saying because people are coming in and you don't know when they're coming in. You know, for example, they might come in to you know the the certified lover boy review that we did. And then if you say, Hey guys, some views on that. Yeah. So if you say, Hey guys, please like, share, and subscribe, and they're looking at the video and they're saying, Oh, well, this is like an hour long. (laughs) And then they just go, you know, maybe I might find a shorter review. You know what I mean? It's it's thoughts like that that people have and you know, we, we really can't change what people think. So we just have to try to get them to join the community as soon as possible. And that's really the only way, too, is just how to you got to promote yourself. You got to put yourself out there. I so, also I mean, realize you, you, you don't want to do like an hour long review and then at the end say, OK, guys, you made it here. Go ahead and like, like share and subscribe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting learning the psychology behind the viewer rate. You're more likely to like, share, and subscribe to to a person that you're invested to, but yeah. when it's a smaller streamer or or a, sorry, a smaller content creator, I don't know what you call it, a YouTuber. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, had a little bit of technical difficulties. I know we were talking about YouTubers and Twitch, but Lex, you were saying that people are more inclined to subscribe to someone on YouTube because they have some kind of familiarity familiarity with them. Right, and that's it's not that's not to say that people won't subscribe i mean that's how we gain subscribers in the first place but right i don't know it's 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 tricky and kind of confusing at least at a lower level for me Mm -hmm. but uh i think it's all due to we gotta experience and you know figure out how this works a little more at least for me like i said we gotta put ourselves out there that's that's the big thing yeah i think um the hashtag do work i think the thumbnails do work yeah i think um the keywords i think keywords are the biggest things that do work you know and also i'll be i'll be honest maybe i don't know if this is necessarily true but maybe like uh let's say uh we're about to lead into is like suicide squad suicide squad that the day of Mm -hmm. you come back home you record a video within the hour boom people are searching suicide right suicide squad review review Uh, reaction reaction yeah thoughts yeah and you know that that can be 
incredibly scary because you have a lot of people that have screeners so they get to see it early <laughs> so oh they get to put it out God. before everyone else hey man that, that's where their, their thoughts are you know fresh off the press mm-hmm. they say exactly what's on their mind because they just seen the movie once one they see it early two they see it before everyone else so it's like well what do i do do i just put out the same thing that they said but you can't do that because they they'll just move over to somebody else I'll tell you what, man, and I'll share something vulnerable. I think I'm having really bad sh- since a lot of my content right now is like based on reaction. I'm starting mm-hmm. to notice that I'm having a lot of trouble with articulating like exactly how I feel about a review or re- how I feel about something. I right. still haven't like been able to really like um, hone in my exact thoughts. Mm-hmm. And this new thing that I've been trying is writing things down. Yeah, that definitely I'm helps. So- I'm sorry, man. I'm not Jay-Z in the booth, man. I, I, I <laughs> can't, can't go out or, the dome like that, huh? Or Little Wayne in the booth, man. Um, right. I And like, I, I kind of shame myself for that. But since I am a big hip hop fan and stuff like that, it's like you hear like, well, Jay-Z's able to, man, we're not all Jay-Z, yeah, all right? Little Wayne can go in the booth and spit a whole song. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not Jay-Z or Little Wayne. And, right. I'm me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know I why I don't know why I live in myself like that, Domo. Like I, I don't know why I did yeah. that to myself. And now that I'm writing stuff down, I'm telling you, for me, it's better. Yeah, you feel a lot more comfortable with it. Because if you write yes. it down, you know that that's your thought. You thought about it. Yes, dude. You thought to like, write it down, so therefore that's your thought. <laughs> man, I try to Jay Z it, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. It's, it's like taking notes in school. Like you could yeah. remember, just sit there and try to remember the stuff and try to think about it, but you're gonna have to write something down eventually. You're gonna write yeah, down those man. notes. You're gonna take pictures of the blackboard or whiteboard or whatever, the projector. You're gonna take some kind of picture or something because you need to reference back to that. And and I want to ask with you writing that, with writing things down like that's that's your reference point. You go back to that. Yeah. You see what you wrote and you say, oh well, that's a good point. Instead yeah. of having to sit there and think, um, uh, I, I think, uh, you know what I mean? You sound so unsure when you do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the guy true. talking when I didn't write any notes for this podcast. So there I'll we go. tell you, and, I was, and that leads into <laughs> what I was about to ask you, dude. I'm going to ask you, since you're, since uh, we've had conversations before and made videos before, it, it seems like you really like hone in and that, like you have that gift of really articulating exactly in the moment how you feel. And it's like so yeah. badass to see that. Like, how did you, how did you do that? Like, how, well, how do you do that? I, I've never been one shy to express how I think about something. Yes, sir. So usually when I'm most of the time when I'm watching a movie, I don't take notes as I'm watching the movie because I'm I try to get immersed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to sometimes I even sit close to the theater to the to the screen to get immersed that way as well. Yeah, but when I'm watching something, I kind of keep mental notes. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I like that, or I don't like that, or I like that, or I don't like that. Yeah, and I'm the type of person I, I tend to overthink things. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Uh-huh. I've, I've lost sleep staying up all night overthinking things. And sometimes either it's, it's music or my thoughts on a particular topic. I just overthink. I just think and think and think. Sometimes I think yeah. myself into a corner. Uh, it's just one of those things to where I guess to people like you, when I say some, something about how I feel, 
uh, you know, what I, what I feel about something that just comes out sounding great. So I think that might be luck, might be skill, might just be me doing it for years. I'm not too sure. <laughs> all right. All right. Jay-Z. That boy Jay-Z. Jay-Z in the booth. I like it, right. man. Might, might really be a gift and a curse, right? <laughs> I really respect that about you, man. I, it's like... Um, I appreciate that, man. It's so badass, dude, that you're able to do that. But yeah. unfortunately, I, I don't have that and I have to shit down man. i have i have to you know you, there's no you, shame you might get there no bro you might get there yeah. Yeah, there's, no, there's no shame in writing things down man yeah and no nobody's to, gonna say hey you broke that down that sucks no nobody's gonna do that to you yeah i promise but um yeah back back to suicide squad though you know when, when i first heard this movie was being remade or quote-unquote remade i said huh i don't know what they're gonna do differently are they gonna just scrap the whole first movie we're gonna have totally new characters i like i really like viola davis as amanda waller are they gonna replace her and then of course when i saw that will smith would not be coming back due to scheduling conflicts i said okay so that's him out of you know out of the box but when we finally got that first uh <laughs> the first news about the cast and you see you know viola davis returning as amanda waller you mm-hmm. see uh what's the guy's name who plays uh, rick flag um uh joe joe keenan keenan man yeah joe Joel kinnaman when i when i seen joe kinnaman come back i said i okay, butchered that as hell back. no it's all good bro and then <laughs> uh hopefully he is this so he can <laughs> so he can let you know his name anymore <laughs> he will but uh believe. but uh yeah then margot robbie is harley quinn so i'm like okay so we're having some new characters come in and even the guy um I can't believe I'm blanking on his name, but Boomerang, uh, Captain Boomerang. What's that? Oh, um, Jai Courtney. Yeah, Jai Courtney. Even seeing Jai Courtney come back. And then you see all these new names like Pete Davidson. <laughs> and um, I'm going to talk about that in a second. You, you see Idris Elba and you see all these new names and it's like, well, who are these people and who are these people going to be playing? Yeah. Because if, if you know anything about the Suicide Squad, it's usually a squad of villains a lot of them suck most of the time and they go out to go on some kind of mission just to get killed. Mm-hmm. That's basically the premise of the suicide squad. And when I finally seen that some of these people were going to be playing actual comic book characters, I got a little bit excited. You know, when I found out that Idris Elba was going to be playing Bloodsport, I was like, cool, I don't know anything about Bloodsport, but I'm down to see what, you know, they do with the character and what he does as the character. And John Cena is Peacemaker and so and so forth. And Sylvester Stallone is King Shark. I was like, okay, how, how is this stuff going to work? But I would say that I was pleasantly surprised with this movie, to yeah. be honest with you. I didn't really go in with expectations because of how the first one went. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. But what were you about to say? I'm saying, like, talk about the opening man it really introduced the meaning of suicide yeah the the, I, the, the intro to the movie <laughs> i was so confused i was like my man pete davidson you know i really enjoy his comedy i enjoy i enjoy his mm-hmm. work I, i'm a i'm a fan of pete davidson hate me or don't hate me i don't care i love this <laughs> guy he's so cool he's amazing in snl i like what he stands for i like his right. antics and shit and it's like it's what he's out of here in the first 10 minutes and that's that's what I loved about the movie. 
because I feel like the first movie didn't really put the emphasis on the Suicide Squad being the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because the only person who got killed by the bomb was Slipknot in that movie. And oh my know, God. Slipknot is like, oh, I'm the dude. I can climb anything. And he has like, his, you know, his hair's braided. He has like <laughs> ties and knots all around him. I'm like, dude, this dude is kind of whack. But yeah. uh, in this movie, there's still one character who gets his head blown off. But the fact that all these other characters die in these ways where it's like, oh, well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> that's kind of cool you know, definitely you, you, yeah. you, especially when you when you first when i first seen the cast and i see all these names and i'm like that's a lot of people that, yeah. that's a lot of huge names like john cena pete davidson idris elba uh taika waititi and i'm like dude, that is a lot of people how are they gonna fit all these people in this movie and make it make sense and i'll tell you what dom as far as like dc you know the interpretation of these characters. I wasn't really familiar with any of these. I'll be honest. I'm not much of a comic reader. I'm yeah. aware of, I'm aware of things, of course, you know, but I'm not, I'm not aware of who Bloodsport was mm-hmm. or Peacemaker or who these characters was, were at the time. So I didn't really understand like uh Blackguard, which is Pete Davidson's uh, character in the movie. Like I didn't understand how these guys just died. Right. Yeah. So I was so confused. I was so confused being like a, just in taking this information and like, oh, I guess this yeah. is this type of movie. Yeah. So it was it was crazy. Being a casual watcher, I'm pretty sure people were like, well, why did they do this? And why? what is their power? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's what made for a better movie. You have a lot of these villains who are Z-list villains. Like nobody cares about the polka dot man. Right. For right. example, nobody cares about what a polka dot man does, what he is, who he is. Nobody cares. R.I.P. Nope. Yeah, R.I.P. the uh, polka dot man. I, you'll be surprised. I really enjoyed his character. I got attached to him, bro, and I hate that I did. I did too. Because I James too. Gunn, before the movie even came out, he said, guys, don't get attached to any of these characters because this is the Suicide Squad and they're probably going to die. That's but me crazy. watching the movie and, you know, watching him and I'm like, well, this dude is depressed. Like he's he's walking the oh my god and the reason and then, he is is so yeah so it's, it's ridiculous. like man you have family issues <laughs> F- family issues talk about right. like talk dude, about your, your, family your mom issues. is pimping you and your brother and sister for no reason basically what was the backstory something like he some alien yeah, so, so something? His, his his mom worked at star labs which is who basically made the flash the flash oh okay um, she basically took her children and experimented on them and he has developed some kind of alien disease to where if he doesn't expel the polka dots inside of him that they could just you know like you saw him in the jungle yeah he had like the bumps on his face and they were glowing they could literally so kill dumb. him now i don't know if you noticed in the beginning but he had the thing the collar around his neck and john cena's peacemaker was like well what is that and they were like oh well that's a power dampener they basically kept that around his neck so he didn't have to use his polka dots because oh, wow. of how dangerous they are. Yeah. So he kind of needed that power dampener to not, you know, die, basically. <laughs> it, it kept him alive. Some of these characters were just <laughs> comically, uh, no pun intended, just hilarious. Yeah, like like yeah. King Shark. Like, he's a shark. Exactly. He's a man. And he, you know, he tries to read. He tries to come up with some kind of disguise. He puts his finger over his under his nose and says he had a mustache. 
Like he's an idiot. He's a he's yeah. a walking idiot. But they made him lovable. Oh, definitely. They definitely. made him such a, a big cuddly character. And you know, I read a, <laughs> I read an article that they um they made him wear those plaid shorts and gave him the body that he had. They said they were going for a dad by type of look because people would you know like that character if he looked like a dad, if he looked like one of us, which I agree with. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you don't want to have King Shark just being some big, you know, hammerhead shark that's muscular and built and he looks rude. Like you don't want to have that in a movie where that's like this, this kind of off the wall, falls to the wall action. Reminds me of a, uh, a teddy bear that just unleashes wrath. Like it's just yeah. a sweet little teddy bear, but that teddy bear, you know, happens to he, kill. He has demons. <laughs> he has a, demons. There's a demon inside of him, and he must kill to continue being a teddy. Like something stupid like that. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I think that you really see his character develop, especially in that scene when uh, they were in the forest, and he's like, "Oh, well, I'm." I think something about him being hungry, and he was about to eat that girl. Oh yeah, he's about to eat rat catcher. Yeah, and Bloodsport got up and shot him like ten he's, times. Yeah, he's like so lovable and people are like oh like it's okay you know he's so lovable as a character he's like he doesn't know any better like he's he was gonna eat me it's like no we don't do that to friends yeah it's so funny and that just goes you know it just goes with his character he's just kind of dumb he's not a human so he doesn't understand human emotions and things like that right but you know what was funny is when amanda waller was like this is nanawe he's the strongest person on your team and we literally watched this man get bitten by little fish, piranha, jellyfish things, <laughs> and then fall out of that tall building, hit the ground oh on concrete. Oh, my God. The same building falls on him just for him to jump up like 38 feet onto Starro, who is the one of the antagonists of the film. Yeah. Jumps onto Starro, bites him, and then gets slung into a building at a at full speed and i'm like dude this dude is unstoppable really i know dude it's so crazy like they even shot this shark and nothing happened to him <laughs> oh my god are, are you, you uh, like oh go ahead are you like um uh, do you nitpick the cgi or not really you just don't really care i know some people in, are really in, like in some movies i do okay it depends on what the budget is if, it, if there's a big budget movie and the cgi is poor poorly done then I kind of had to say something, but here it's not noticeable because they, yeah. they show King shark at these angles where it's like, okay, well that really looks like a shark man. <laughs> like yeah. they show when they, when he's in the dark, when they're uh, getting in the van and getting in Milton's van, the, uh, <laughs> oh the, uh, Oh man. The poor van Milton, bro. Poor Milton. Oh my God. The, the bald guy. You remember him? They Milton? drove the truck. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember him. Yeah, so, you know, they're getting in this van and they're showing him in, like, dark environments and things of the sort. And, I mean, mm-hmm. even when, you know, the scene where they walk into the, the big facility and there's the rain coming down, like, it just looks natural. He never looks out right? of place. Yeah, he never looks, looks out good. of place. You know, none of his CGI stuff is, is clipping. The characters actually look like they're talking to him. Like, that was done really well. I'll say anyway. Now, when it comes to the giant starfish, that's a different story because that's a giant starfish. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can tell that they did what they could with what they had. Yeah, you know, exactly. How do you make a giant starfish look realistic? Right. 
you just kind of throw whatever you can on the screen. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you can't escape the fact that it's a giant starfish. It's going to be ridiculous. Right. From space on top of that. <laughs> what, what did you think about Stallone's, Stallone's performance? <laughs> um, it, 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 it was simple, bro. You know just, him saying yeah. bird, um, nom nom, like it's easy bag, right? Stuff. Easy bag. Yeah, but it's I'm I'm okay with that because look what Vin Diesel did with Groot. Yeah, exactly. Literally says three words and then makes it emotional. Mm-hmm. I watched Guardians one and I was like, oh wow, that was kind of cool. Yeah, for a character that can only say three words, they made his character pretty cool. Mind you, Bradley Cooper as a uh, the what's his name? Rocket. Rocket. Now with with Rocket, they did a fantastic job with that. I, I do think that anyone, well, a lot of other actors could have had that role, but with what Bradley Cooper did with that role is it's, it's something special. It's Dude, Bradley, something special. And I know we're. I want to stay on the Suicide Squad, but what Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper did, I want to shout him out on uh, the performance he did with Lady Gaga. Yeah, a star, is and born. a star is born. I love that movie. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, I, I went into the movie. I didn't really expect my. I'm not even going to hold you. I didn't hey, expect I, anything really. Same here. I same just kind of went into it like, oh, well, this is Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. I guess yeah. I'll check it out. And by the end of that movie, I was like, dang. <laughs> like, I, Dude, I, that movie is super enjoyable. From really the music, it's, it's shot well. The scene when he's talking to his brother in the truck, I'm like, dude, this this is a lot. I didn't expect that at all. Dave Chappelle's, but yeah, always yeah, beautiful just the, speeches. The random Dave Chappelle performance in that movie, I was like, beautiful. oh, wow, okay. Use that he, in the trailer. He, he doesn't as well. do, yeah, he doesn't do a lot of things, but the fact that he popped out to do that, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But For yeah, Charles sure. Morning is fantastic. Lady Gaga is fantastic. I hope that this new, um, this new movie, The House of Gucci, movie that she's in. Have you seen the trailer for that with her and Adam Driver? Uh, no, but I think I heard of this Yeah, one Jerry there. Little's also in it. But yeah, shout out Bradley Cooper, though. Fantastic dude. Just as fantastic as uh, Suicide Squad was. I re- mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm really interested in how... Um, what was your what was one of your favorite scenes in that, in that movie? I have several. <laughs> several? Hey, I think... Them. One of them might have been when they were leaving the van, walking to the facility. And, you know, it's, it's like super foggy and they're all walking together as a team. I thought yeah. that was a dope scene, especially with the music. It kind of felt like, you know, things are about to end. Don't know how, don't know, you know, what's going to happen, but things are in it. It kind of had some kind of finality to it. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the opening scene, to be honest with you. <laughs> just I was just t- the way that things took place. Yeah, I was telling my girl a lot of the a lot of the movie was, if you really pay attention, I felt like I was watching a, a live comic book. Yeah, a lot of the movie go a lot of the movie like, like the cuts were very comic bookish. You know the the whole like titles to each chapter. I don't know if they mm-hmm. call them chapters, but it was Basically. so comic bookish. It's it's different from the Marvel universe because it's just one big sequence, right? Big sequences. This one was like. Mm-hmm. Boom, the, the beginning, die. Uh, next next cut, boom, 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 boom. It was like so much like, uh, especially the jungle scene, one of my favorite scenes. It's like so ridiculous. You Shows didn't the... see any of that coming. I no, think that's for what makes sure. it even better. 
so dumb and so ridiculous. You see Peacemaker going out there with blood sport. It's like he, he's throwing an axe at somebody, picking up the same axe and stabbing somebody to sleep. Like you don't expect to see that in any comic book movie. Let's just say you, that. I'm telling you, dude, with this fucking with are we, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you can curse. Oh, with this fucking movie, <laughs> dude. Like um it's so I like the comedy was such on point. Yeah. The 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 later hits and the later recalls, like you know, when they were in the jungle and they were killing all these people, and then at the end of it all, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, just killed we're, my we're whole family. The resistance. Uh, what yeah, are y'all doing? Here? How, did, how did y'all slip by them? And they were like, so ridiculous, uh, dude. That was the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, one got me for sure. That one got I me for sure. The part that got me before that was when Polka Dot Man uses his powers on the tower. <laughs> the tower just yeah. falls. And then he goes, yeah, that's my power. Sorry, it's so flamboyant. John Cena, man, <laughs> put some respect on his name, that dude. His, his, comedic acting, timing, acting. his comedic timing is fantastic. I just you saw know, John Cena. Oh, go ahead. The whole Whitey Tidies joke. When he was yeah, like, why are you so wearing Whitey Tidies? He was like, well, that's racist. So funny, dude. <laughs> but yeah. Real quick, let's get back to that opening scene, though. But like oh, yeah, the way things ahead. started, it was just like, well, what am I getting myself into? Yeah, you know, they're on the helicopter and they're kind of being funny, but not really because Pete Davidson was really afraid of the weasel sitting beside him. <laughs> and I'm watching so this movie, I'm like, yo, this this is stupid, but I'm here for it. Yeah. And then when the, <laughs> when the weasel's the first one to drop out of the helicopter, or the last one to drop out of the helicopter, and mm-hmm. he can't swim because he's a weasel. So he's dumb. like a humanoid weasel. And they're like, oh, well, he can't swim. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are y'all doing? And then when they get to the beach and you see Michael Rooker, the dude who played um, Merrill in The Walking Dead, he was also Yondu in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the blue guy. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, he was sure. He was Savannah in this movie. And yeah. he he's sitting there watching everything unfold, basically from the bleachers. He's way behind everyone else. And everyone else is in the field using their quote unquote powers and not using them really well. Oh my and god. Seeing like the detachable kid like take his arms out and start slapping like those four soldiers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just for them to shoot his arms, like that is that's hilarious to me. Yeah. Because you don't pick up a comic and say, Oh, the detachable kid, or you're not saying, Oh, you know, this guy looks cool. You're not saying that. Right. Or you're saying, Oh, this power is stupid. And they show you how stupid that power is in the movie. In an incredibly graphic way, but you know that's what they do. So ridiculous how those like um, power, like his, and he just slaps the cops or whatever they're. Yeah, he, the he's cops, like slapping their helmets. The they're like, well, what is he yeah. doing? And so dumb. Slapping dude. their guns, and you know he's like mm, 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 the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Pete Davidson's character turns out he was trying to like. Uh, yeah, he was he sold snitch. them out. <laughs> he, he sold them he out. Told on, he told on everyone just to get his face blown off, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then when his body hits the ground and you just see like the rest of his insides and his face just like fall out. I was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. like, it hasn't even been seven minutes at this point. <laughs> then you just really... find out that they were just the distraction. Exactly. It's still so freaking dumb, dude. Yeah, but you didn't <laughs> see any of that coming, bro. That's the good thing about it. No, not at like, all. It, it, I, not, nothing not in that all. movie is predictable. Not at all. I, Absolutely I can agree nothing. to that. Yeah. I can agree with that. I mean, even when we got to the end of start, like, of course, from the trailer, we knew that Starro was going to be in the movie, but we had no idea why or how we were going to get to that point. 
then we find out like, oh yeah, he was floating in space and then astronauts said, hey, look at that. And they take him and they do experiments on him. That's not, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it is terrible, man. Yeah. He was mining. He was literally mining his own business and they said, okay, let's go mess with it. Let's go run tests on it. And it's like, well, who was the good guy in this point? And, and at this point, like, who was good? <laughs> but yeah. I think they did a really good job setting up Star Road. I think it was a good to decent surprise just because it was like, oh, well, y'all are holding a giant starfish that can mind control people. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 at the same time, it's like, this is the DC universe. So where is Batman? Where's the Flash for something that's, like that? That was a lot of people's questions as well. Like, yeah. I don't know what their answer was. There, there was no answer, right? Yeah. Like you have this giant starfish that comes out of this facility that kills thousands of people. And you have no superhero showing up. I Nobody shows so up except for the villains that are already there. Yeah. I mean, and even they were going to get in trouble for doing that. Remember when they were like, oh, well, I'm not going to come back to base. I'm going to go ahead and fight this starfish. And Amanda Waller's like, you need to get back here now. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when they hit her in the back of the head with a golf club, which I absolutely love. Yeah, dude. I didn't see that Finally. coming at all. <laughs> They Man, found that out could... that uh they found out that a golf club could be the only thing to shut Amanda Waller up. Oh my god, man. She's just her motives are so weird and like fucked up in a sense because it's they're like... backwards. It really is. How she gets things done, yeah, makes it worse. Because she wants to save people, but at the same time, she was willing to let a country of thousands of people just die for no reason. Why? Why who like yeah, it it, so it, crazy. it makes no sense in the grand scheme of things. But then uh -huh. I thought back to the to the first movie when she first sent them on the mission, and the mission was for them to save her. Like she knew she was gonna be captured, but she set up her own <laughs> her own mission for them to save her. And it's like you could have gone about this a different way. <laughs> and but especially in this movie where you have people dying, and she's like, Oh well, come back. Yeah, let, let the giant starfish keep killing people. Somebody will stop it. It makes no sense. They were like, nah, bop, she out. Right. Finally, bro, finally. Right. She's making way too many decisions, like, with too many like, casualties. Could you imagine if she would have killed the team? Like, if that would have went through, just think about what could have happened. It would have been over. Yeah, the it would have just been movie over. There would have been no more plot to tell. Unless yeah. you get like a surprise Aquaman appearance at the end of it, <laughs> and then Aquaman oh is my mind talking to Starro, like just that that wouldn't work for a movie like no. this that had been going the way that it was going. That wouldn't have worked. None of it would have worked at all. It's just so interesting why she did. I, I would be interested to look at her backstory as to why she is the way she is. Yeah, I feel like in the comics it's it's it's, it's explained, but in these movies it's just kind of like part of her character you know what i mean they don't really yeah. tell you why she is the way that she is doing shit who's fucked she's, up that makes more trouble <laughs> right yeah she's she's just this hard-nosed vet that and nobody's gonna tell her no no man can't go about it that way no can't go about it why are the super villains saving the day when she's messing up shit and making like maybe she's not a good commander i think it's because they they already have the villains you know in their control yeah so why should we expend a hero when we can expend a villain? You know, we, we'd rather use, we'd rather lose a stupid villain than a hero. 
I think that's that's the thinking behind it. But the, on this one, the hero, the supervillains became the heroes. Yeah. And you they know, almost so, died for that. <laughs> no, but they willingly did that. Yeah. Because they could have just turned around and said, well, not just like Amanda Waller could have just yeah, like turned around and said, well, not do, my like problem. She expected them to do. She expected them to say, oh, well, you know, we have casualties. We're just going to turn around. Makes you wonder but who the real like villain was. That, that, that was their... That was the point where they were like, okay, yeah, not nah, bump this. I'm I'm gonna go fight. I gotta go save these people. Yeah. There's no reason for these children to die for no reason. That really and she was sour and taste. The, the, the fact that she, she was willing to kill them for thinking about that. You know, they were they were turning around to go fight, and she was getting ready to press all their buttons, yeah, to blow their heads up. That's crazy, man. That woman is nuts, but she left a sour taste. Yeah, sour taste. But now we got this this peacemaker show coming out soon, and that's right. I'm I'm interested to see how they're gonna do this with the way that his character was in the movie. Yeah, because you would think it'd make a lot more sense for there to be a Bloodsport TV show, because we like right. Bloodsport more than Peacemaker. But I'm interested though. I'm gonna be here for it. I'm gonna watch it. Also, probably easier to get John Cena than Idris Elba signed for. Uh, or what do you think? Is that play a role um, in that or no? I don't. I don't think so because Idris Elba. He's done TV shows. He was on. You know, um, he was on The Wire. The Wire. And he has. That was earlier show. on, though, right? Yeah, but he he's been on the show called Luther. He's got a show recently that he's on. I think it has like three seasons or something. Like that dude is. He's busy. You know, he's, he, busy, he's, busy. he's booked and busy, but I, you know, I, I guess that's just DC's plan. They said let's just go with Peacemaker. Let's give John Cena another check. We're going about our day. I mean, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I'm not mad about it at all because I like John Cena. He, yeah, you know, really. He, like him. I said, he has fantastic comedic timing. He is right. Remember yeah. the cock? Uh, is it cock? Did you watch? Did, were you able to watch that one? Which one? The cock blockers. Yeah, I, I, I watched blockers. Or it's, it's not cock blockers, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just blockers. Oh my bad. So like you, know, the scene where they were in the the other family's house. Yeah, they're playing what naked hide and go seek. Like that's hilarious. Yeah. That scene was hilarious to me. Like he he, he just works. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's the big thing. Like he a lot of movies have a hole that's missing, and for some reason, John Cena is the piece that can go there. I wouldn't say he's like a Dwayne Johnson. I wouldn't even compare them. I would say like no, he's no, his no, own no, entity no. at this point. The Rock is in a league of his own at this point. <laughs> Like there's their own entities. He, he he the rock can do no wrong right now. Yeah. He can do no wrong. He's in everything right now. <laughs> Bro, he, he's in he's about to be Black Adam. I know that's, that's he, he was I'm just waiting in for that Jungle one. Cruise. He's gonna be in Jungle Cruise too. Like that's that's somebody that can do absolutely no wrong in the yeah. film and TV industry. But real quick, right. uh when it comes to Suicide Squad, if I'm gonna give it a rating. I am going to give it a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10? Because I really enjoyed it. It surprised me. It's unpredictable. The Harley scene in the middle of the movie when she's going through the hallway. I forgot to mention that. Dude, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to go with the favorite. The f- that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. If not the favorite scene in the movie. The uh, the videography or the scene that- cinematography i don't know what you call it the it was so beautifully captured the colors everything the sequence of how it all began 
it was so good. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. It's like uh, it was really beautiful to watch. Yeah, because you could see all the action. There were no like random cuts from anything. If you've seen her shoot the gun and blow somebody's head off, they showed it. <laughs> yeah. If she broke a dude's arm, they showed it. They didn't cut away from it cheesily or anything yeah. like that. You know, when she, when she got the uh, the javelin and then stabbed yeah. the guys with it, they showed it. Like, that's what I loved about that scene. Yeah. That then at the same time, the, the music playing in the background and then they start showing like the flowers and the, the cartoon birds and rabbits and like, it just kind of showed you how insane that woman truly is and what she probably saw doing that scene. And to the writing, to the writing. Meanwhile, all that happening, they're trying to get mm-hmm. in there to go save her. It's like she finally comes out. And it's like, yeah, she's getting uh, what are you guys taxi doing? And she's leaving. And she's yeah. like, she tells the, the, the cab driver to stop. And she goes, well, what are y'all doing here? Yeah. And then you see Bloodsport like mid climb in some sandals and. A tank top saying, "Oh, we're about so to save good. you." Yeah, yeah. That was that, that was, was great. <laughs> so with that, I think I'm giving it an eight. Ah, I feel you. It's a must-watch, though. Yeah, if, if you haven't seen the Suicide Squad yet, um, not Suicide Squad, but the Suicide Squad, I highly recommend you watch that movie. It's a must-watch. It's it's yeah. Good time spent. Yeah. A good, off the wall, random comic book movie that is not attached to anything really so yeah and you're gonna laugh yeah some something's gonna get you yeah it's it's, it's sure. kind of a movie for everybody mm-hmm. you know casual watchers actual comic book readers and comic tv watchers and you know everyone that's kept up with the movies it's just a movie for everybody definitely i is. think that's 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 definitely the that, that's definitely the strength to that movie is that it's just for everybody yeah, you you don't have to be a hardcore comic book reader to understand anything that's going on in this no, movie because they... it does a great job of explaining things for you. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like well, this is what it is. This is what's happening. Enjoy your day, sir. <laughs> for sure, easy. Mm-hmm. Easy must watch. Right. As a matter of fact, why aren't you watching it? All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Go watch it right now. Yeah, go watch uh... it right now. <laughs> Speaking of watching things right now, um, if you have Hulu, please do go and watch Only Murders in the Building. Yes. And and this is another show that I feel like is just for everybody. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. You don't have to be a fan of mystery or a fan of suspense to, to like this TV show or anything. Uh, is it a limited series or do you know? I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't think there, so. There, there were six episodes this season. Six episodes. At the time of this recording, there have been four episodes. We still have two more left, I believe. Yeah, I don't think so, man. They might. You think they might actually pick different characters for the next season? Like, or I wouldn't be surprised on? because yeah, a lot of shows have a history of doing that, having a cast for one season and then doing like another season with a totally different cast. So like an anthology series, but but then I question that theory because as the producers, some of the executive producers, I don't know, or is um Selena Gomez, you know, Steve Martin and also Martin Short are yeah. our executive producers. I don't know, you know, how much they actually Yeah, and it's it's created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman. So yeah. It's like do they keep going? 
do they return? Like, is this going to be a TV show where each season they're going to be different characters? Like, we have no idea at this point. I'm totally loving this show. Really enjoying it. As a matter of fact, it was one of recommended by my girlfriend. She oh. was like, let's just let's just watch this. You might actually like it. Shout out Highly to her, recommend it. Yeah, shout out her, man. She was <laughs> like, you know, I'm getting recommended. Uh, she's an avid TV watcher as well. Watching House currently right now. Mm. <laughs> Y'all remember House? Oh, yeah. And the- House is fantastic. So she was like, you know what? People on she's on the TikTok a lot as well. She's like, people on TikTok are recommending this. A lot of people on the page on the Facebook pages. We should check this one out. Right. Pleasantly surprised, man. Ple- pleasantly surprised. You know. Um, yeah. Easy yeah. I, I started it. watching this show because you know you texted me saying you know with the fire emoji. So that's why I'm like, okay, wow. yeah, this show has to be something special. And I mean, when you sent me that, I was watching what we do in the shadows, which is another great show. What we do uh, in the shadows. Yeah, what we do in the shadows. And if you like The Office or Parks and Recreations, or if you like vampires in general, you're going to love the show. But I was one watching that when you sent me that. What would you say? I said it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great, man. It's just, it's great. But yeah, with, with Only Murders in the Building, I did watch that after you told me to watch it. And I watched all four episodes that, you know, have come out so far in one sitting. And I wish I kind of would have waited until <laughs> all of them were out because now oh, tell me I, I, I want to get to the point so bad. Yeah. So we still have like, what, two more weeks? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So this show is about two men and a, and a woman. Yeah. They meet when well, they live in the same apartment complex, basically. Yep. They meet in the elevator. And there's a man that steps into the elevator on a cell. He's on a he's on a phone call, and I can't remember what he says, but he's telling someone something. And he leaves the elevator, and they just kind of sit there like, "Oh, well, he must be in a hurry or something." It comes to find out that that man has been killed, murdered. Yeah, he was murdered in a building. In a building with a lot of people living in it. Yep. It looks like a really expensive apartment building. Yep, called the Arconian. Or yeah, Acorn- the Arconian. Acornia or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's so expensive that there's a... What is he, a TV show director? Who? Um, Martin Short's character. Martin Short's, yeah. He's some yeah, sort of... He's, not he's TV show, of, it's a play director. Okay, yeah, so he's a play director. Yep. At this point, he can barely afford to stay there. <laughs> oh yeah. So so that's he how he was a play director. Yeah. That, that's how expensive it is that he just can't continue living there freely at, at this point. Yep. And then you have an actor he's <laughs> who, who's uh played by Steve Martin, who we all know and love, hopefully anyway. Yeah. From from Saturday Night Live and a slew of other TV shows and, and movies. Mr. Charles Hayden Savage. Yes. <laughs> and he's on this TV show called. Um, I forgot this one. It was like an old crime series he was on. People yeah. know him by. And, Let me look it uh, up. It wasn't because <laughs> they tried to make fun of and call it Bozos, but it was. Um, it starts with a B. One second, people. <laughs> uh, shit. 
I can't believe that's when it started in the beginning as well. They're like, oh, I know you from from that show. Yeah, you, you, uh, what's that show called? He was like, uh, Bozos. And he was like, nah, it, it says the real name. Can't find it right here. All right. But anyway, so they, yeah. uh, they, there's an alarm that goes off and everyone leaves the building. And then they get outside and realize that someone's been killed inside of the building. So our three protagonists are saying, oh, I wonder what that could be. In the meantime, they all listen to a crime podcast. <laughs> and they, they, they meet at a restaurant and they say, oh, well, are you listening to this episode of the podcast? And then Martin Short's character, who goes by the name of uh, Oliver. Yeah, Oliver sits down with Charles and they both start listening to the podcast. And then Mabel, who was played by Selena Gomez, walks in. And she sits at the same table and they all start listening to the podcast. And then when everything just kind of dies down and they start going back into the building, Oliver and Charles, they and Mabel, they sneak into the room where the man was killed. And they see his body. Yeah, he was killed. Killed. And they, they, they see his body. And they say, hey, I have a bright idea. How about we start a podcast about this mystery that happened in our <laughs> our apartment building? And they were like, okay, well, that'll work. Yeah. So funny. Like, it's a, kind of meta to what we're doing now. Yeah. Bonding over a podcast. <laughs> right. So, And when I watched it, I was like, okay, yeah, now I see why you recommended it to me the way you did. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was like, I was like, wow, these guys, that's so new. That's such a new area. Like even podcasting is where now it's going into TV shows. It's going, it's getting, it's getting like exposure now. It's super mainstream at this point. And and I'll tell you, I'll tell you my little critiques of it. It's like, that's why it's kind of tough for me. If I have to give this show a little bit of a critique to really, is that believable? They're they're all watching the same podcast. They're all right. they're all figure out. It's like, but then I thought about myself. I told my girlfriend this. I was like, well, even though podcasting is new, and we kind of do that with and huge. Why am I criticizing that? And I'm saying, well, is that kind of really believable? That when we kind of meet over each other with TV shows, movies, it's like. I need to put respect right. on podcasts, dude. It's right. like, <laughs> I can't take a point off. Like, that's so embedded in me. It's like, oh, they're bonding over a TV show. That's believable. Mm-hmm. But now that it's a podcast, now it's not believable. I don't, I have to give right. podcasting a little more. Because we're, we're not seeing podcasting as the same level as TV shows, video games, or movies right now. Yeah. It seems like podcasting is the little brother to all of that. Yeah. But to have a TV show like this, where you have these huge names a Steve Martin, a Martin Short, a Selena Gomez. It's like, oh, wow. So these people are making a podcast about a a mystery going on in their apartment building. So it must be a big deal. It's not like Oliver saying, let's write a play about what we just saw. Like, (laughs) that's not it at all. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons I was like, man, this is going to be such a great show. It is definitely, definitely. I'm just wondering where they're gonna go with the podcasting thing. Like, yeah, is it just I, w- I wish that note? was more of a of a forefront of the TV of I mean of the show, because it seems like it's something happening in the background. 
Yes, that's the same, same thing I said. This show is is juggling the podcast aspect. It's juggling that the fact that we don't know these characters. We don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. And they don't know who each other are either. So they're, they're figuring exactly. things out as we're figuring things out. Like I think with, well, yeah, with uh, Charles's character when he goes on his date. And then, you know, she's, she's talking to him and we're like, well, we don't really know who this dude is. So what are we here for? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then the, eventually he overcomes his fear and tells her who he is. And it's like, oh, that's who Charles is. <laughs> And there's a lot behind Charles that I still hasn't been like really. He still seems like know? a huge mystery, doesn't he? He's very complex. I mean, as in, but I could say the same thing about Mabel. You know yeah. the story. She's she's super complex. I think one of the characters is kind of lacking at the moment. It's well, he's not really a complex character. Maybe that's purposely. I think Oliver as a character is not really complex. This is a guy who, you know, as a, he, he was a he, director he, at once. Yeah, he puts it all out there. I feel like we all know an Oliver. Yeah, someone that's exactly. not afraid to just put everything out. Mm-hmm. He is who he is. He's gonna make sure that you know who he is. Yeah. But with 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 Charles, who was kind of reserved, and Mabel, who was even more reserved, she definitely doesn't want anyone to know who she is. Oh no, especially after the the cliffhanger on episode one at the end. Right. Yeah. You know. So it's like, well, who is this character? Why is she doing this? If she already knows who this Tim guy Kono. is, why? Yeah. Why is she? She knows who Tim Kono is, so why is she acting like she doesn't? So it has to be some kind of history there. But with us being four episodes in, we're finding out bits and pieces episode by episode. You knew, like, you you knew when you saw that this show was gonna be heat. You had yeah. that's the the feeling I got when I saw that. I was like, oh no, she did it. You know, one of those moments is like, right. ooh, bitch. <laughs> like, how, how is you she gonna I mean? clean this up? <laughs> You know, it's like, damn, girl, like you didn't, you know, you kind of just failed to mention that to your to your buddies that you've met. Yeah, your like, your podcast host, you just failed to mention that to them. Yeah, and you know what I find, and this goes into this. She she's so they start to develop a relationship and things like that, and she starts to get closer with um, Charles, right? Mabel starts to you know conversate a lot with Charles. Yeah, they I think they, it, they talked about um his past a little bit and then she goes back and watches the uh, the interview that he did on tv yeah and was like wait a minute <laughs> this is interesting because um as charles starts to really um talk to mabel and opening up she finds mm-hmm. out that he, she he wasn't really telling the truth he, he goes back she goes back and research a little bit of his tv shows turns out what he was saying was actually part of a script right she gets upset at him for you know or is what you're saying really true right are you who you say that you are yeah charles says hey you know they let me write that that was one of the few parts that i was able to write in this tv series and i was so happy so it is true Mm -hmm. i think i found it very interesting that mabel got really like defensive about that because um her as a character she hasn't mentioned that tim kona was not a has been her friend right was her friend for, for someone that gets so mad at charles yeah, you are hiding a lot of baggage and a lot of secrets from yeah. them as well. So who are you to even get upset about what he said make, when you're makes, not being honest yourself? Yeah, it makes me really interested in how this is going to unfold and develop because I think wants to really trust these guys. Yeah, it's almost like she wants to tell the truth where it's so loud in her head, and she's obviously bothered by it because 
if we haven't mentioned before, she's actually an artist. You know, she mm-hmm. describes she describes you can tell that she describes her feelings through art and you know that's her passion and thing. And, so and uh, voice memos as well. Remember, she made yeah. a voice memo saying, In case I'm next, this is what I know. Yeah. So there must be a part of her that really wants to trust these people. So maybe when she was talking to him and she ended up finding out that, hey, maybe not necessarily this guy's telling me the full truth, it really bothered her. I, th- I would wonder if that's one of the reasons is that she really wants to trust these guys. But if they're not telling her the truth, you know. You know what? Remember at the beginning of the first episode where it shows a flash forward a month? Yeah. And she, she's over that body and then telling them that she can explain and then it cuts back to present day. Yeah. Um, do you think that they'll be able to tell the story in a in a way that kind of explains all of that in two episodes? You think that's enough time to, you know, figure everything else out? Because I mean we're we're four episodes in out of six in the first season. Oh, if my- there's gonna be another season. Let me add a note to that. I th- my girlfriend was telling me that uh, she was watching it and Hulu did that kind of, she was on episode one and Hulu kind of had episode two and three ready. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just have episode, I think it's next five and six, right? Yeah. I think maybe they could put like seven and eight later. I don't think that that's going to be able to do it. Because if you look at the timestamp of how long the next video is, it's 20 something minutes. And right. the next Ooh. one is like 30 something minutes. There's no way they're going to do that. Yeah. So, so I just put it up on um, Wikipedia and I'm saying that there will be 10 episodes. 10 episodes. Yeah. 10 episodes with the finale concluding on October 19th. I'm definitely not complaining. No. I'm no, ready I, for this. Yeah. <laughs> this is one you know, of the moments. What's that? Go ahead. This is one of the mo- this is one of the moments where it's like, come on, man! You didn't give me. I'm feeling Game of Thrones here, man. I can't yeah. wait for next Sunday. I mean, this time it's next Tuesday, but I can't wait for next Tuesday. It's like, come on, throw me these things, man! Throw me a bone. But right. they ain't gonna do it, bro. They ain't gonna do it. They know they have a heat with this one. This is a they, heat. They're gonna baby feed us, of course. Yeah, they're gonna have to to keep us interested anyway. Cause, I mean, even with this, this uh, what was it, episode four with with Sting in it, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, like oh when at God. the end of episode three, when he walks into the elevator and it's Sting the singer, and he's talking to him, I'm like, well, okay, Sting is here, and he's being kind of suspect. Yeah. Then with with episode four, kind of building the entire episode around Sting, I was like, well, I didn't see any of that coming. So that makes me really excited for what's to come because we have no idea what's happening. We, Like I said, we don't know who these people are, what their motives are. What are they hoping to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Like what, what, we, don't know what Mo, we don't know what Mabel's intentions are. I'll be honest. One, one of my, my um, things I have about these characters or one of, is that they're all using this death as some sort of uh, anchor to something. You know, yeah. if you look at Mabel, she's obviously, you know, hurt by, yeah, hurt by him not telling what actually happened that day that one of her buddies, I don't know exactly what happened. They didn't really show something happened to their buddies yeah, and Tim someone died. new information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go watch episode uh, two or three to go catch uh, the latest thing on that. Yeah. And, and then obviously Charles, 
you know, hasn't really been in TV shows or film in such a long time. And now he's starting this new podcast and starting this um, um, this new venture. It's like, is this a, is this like figuring out who killed Tim Kono? Is this way a way of for him to get that, you know, light back or the ga- yeah. put more gas in the get car? That, get you that know? satisfaction. Validation. Yeah, that, or, he, that he's looking for. And all and then with Oliver, obviously he's very transparent, easy to to really see behind the curtains, no pun intended, because he is a director. Um But what if he's what if he's using that as a shield? What if he's using the way that he acts and has some kind of ulterior motive? We have no idea. <laughs> and we're, all we're, I know, four, we're four episodes in. All I know is that the, he's seeing this as like great. This is this is what this, this is, is my chance. To, this is my to get money. Yeah, this is my sixth or fifth chance to prove everyone wrong, to prove that I'm something special. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's so, trying to get the sponsor, <laughs> and the guy's like, no, nah, I don't really want to sponsor you because I'd just be losing money at that point. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 trust me. You know. After his whole uh, splash Oliver, fiasco. He, yeah, he, he has so much to prove at this point to where a lot of these characters, they have no other choice but to believe him because – He's getting to the point where he's just gonna have nothing more to lose. How do you feel about like how do you feel about that? That they're all using this death as some sort of you know way to get through something. This is like they're all trying to get through some kind of run. And I'm okay with it, you know, just to Mm. see who these characters are. Like I said, we we don't know who these people are. The the way that they're unfolding things layer by layer is really what's working for this show. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The, the fact that Charles is this reserved, kind of shy, doesn't really want to talk about anything to anybody type of person. And then you have Mabel, who is even shyer and really just doesn't want to speak about anything. Yeah. And then you have Oliver, who's this, oh, well, I'm Oliver and my favorite color is pink or whatever kind of guy. Yeah, it's, oh it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. It's something that I feel like we haven't seen been done in a, in, while. In, in a long time. Yeah. I think Charles character. I don't know if you saw this, but like Charles seeing Bugs Bunny and the the other yeah, and, and Porky character. Pig, you know that shows that he has some kind of trauma, and we don't know what that is. Or like the first time when, like, when they when they showed it, I was like, okay, so I hope that that gets explained because that's kind of random. <laughs> or how he was looking out the window playing the instrument, and the his neighbor wasn't actually there. Like it's starting to make me wonder if Charles has some sort of. Um, Maybe his mind is going. You're talking about Maybe the he... uh, the neighbor Jan. Jan. Yeah. Yeah. She, Remember, she, was she wasn't actually. <laughs> I thought she wasn't there. No, she was there, and then she left, and then she went to his apartment. Remember? Oh, and I took him that's... to the date. What? Yeah. So she was playing, and then she left to go to his apartment to invite him to the date. <laughs> but yeah, she was no, definitely no, no, no. there. I, I thought it was she... he saw that. She wasn't there, and then he went to her apartment to tell her the truth about who he was. No, remember or, they had the, they had the bad date, oh, and then he went to her apartment okay, okay, and okay, said, "Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm. This is who I am. Sorry, I didn't tell you at the date, but this is who I am. Hope that you forgive me and give me a second chance." Okay, okay. So I didn't really yeah. understand. Okay. Yeah, so that that was the deal with that. He thought that she was gone you know, just to leave him hanging, but she actually left to go and invite him out to eat dinner. It's a good show, Domo. 
it's a good show, man. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Yeah. But like I said, I'm I'm really looking to see how things are going to progress at this point, because every episode we've we've been left we've been let off with a, a cliffhanger of some sort. Like, oh, well, this is something, but we're going to cut the episode off now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. I guess I don't have any other choice but to wait until the next week. What's some of your predictions? I don't have any right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> really? I haven't even thought about anything to be honest with you. Like I, I want to, but I, I just want to save myself from doing that. Yeah. If that makes sense to you. I got you. What about you? You got anything or are you just waiting to see the story I play have... out even further? No, I just, been, I haven't, I don't have theories about what's going to happen next. I'm more of like analyzing uh, the characters a lot. I th- I mm-hmm. think it's very interesting. I'm, I'm I like really like I don't know if he knows about me, but I, I really like the psychology of people and the psychology mm-hmm. of how things. Of course, this is a show. It's not based upon a, obviously exaggerated emotions and things like that. But it's also interesting seeing how like things unfold as characters. I think one of my favorite parts about watching a TV show or a movie is the development of a character. You know, mm-hmm. their arc, right? Um, that's why I enjoy point A to point B. Yeah, that's why I enjoy shows, TV shows like uh, Rick and Morty, TV shows like, uh, like where these these characters have these big, uh, grandiose arcs in the sense of like it's just not one note; it's really in depth. I really enjoy that about um characters, and this is literally for me such a good show to be watching because this is what this is. You're literally analyzing it, unfolding these characters piece by piece by piece hulu being you know locking every door every time we get to the next door they're locking it's locked <laughs> right and um yeah, i'm just really interested <laughs> really interesting this is and if we're gonna go into the ratings next or if you anything else you want to you want to uh, i don't even want to write it yet man oh really I mean, we, we still got six episodes to go I'm at but 10 right i mean now. i'm not gonna rate it but i i recommend watching it you know, watching four, seeing four episodes of it, I do recommend watching it to really mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah, because like, like I said, it's really a show for anyone. Whether if you if you love crime podcasts, if you love crime in general, and you know, like the ID channel and mysteries and suspense, you're gonna love this show. This but show even is if you don't, you. yeah, this show is made for you. But even if you don't, there's still gonna be something in the show that you enjoy. Excellent. Really, really, just watching the this, 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 the story unfold piece by piece. For sure, it's an excellent show. Yeah, I highly rated right now. Yeah, and like I said, it's on Hulu. It comes out every Tuesday. Yes. We still got or Monday six night or something. Left. Yeah. Still got plenty of episodes left, so no rating yet. It'll be coming soon. Trust and believe me. <laughs> Dude, this is, I'm loving the show, man. I've got a yeah. notes on the show. I'm glad that we're we're in a space right now where we just have so many good TV shows out. Like I told you, we, we do have uh, what we do in the shadows, which is fantastic. Probably one of my favorite shows of the year. Uh, oh, really? Do, yeah. <laughs> I got to check it out. And when I, like I said, when I watched it, like, See, when I watched Parks and Recreation for the first time, I thoroughly enjoyed that show. 
I watched that show before I watched The Office. So then when I watched The Office, I love that even more, to be honest with you. But with this show, it's it's like that that kind of is shot the same way where someone could say something and then the camera will pan to someone else's face and they're making like a face like what, what is yeah. happening? What You know what I mean? Like, I, I love that style of comedy. Uh, <laughs> I have a buddy of mine when in college, um, we have stuff like that all the time. Sometimes we had classes together. And if our teacher said something, then I would look at him and he would look at me at the same time. And it'd just be like the funniest thing in the world. So I, I love that style of comedy where it's like, okay, well, you know, I guess we just have to listen to this stupid dude speak for a second. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said, this, this show, it's, it's about vampires. And, you know, vampires, you know, they, they sleep all during the day. They can't go out in the sun because they're burned. It's like the the <laughs> the, the tropes. The, the, yeah, it's like the the the, the vampire tropes, the, the sci-fi elements of it. If you believe in vampires, good on you. But just the fact <laughs> that they, they 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 have this they have they have everything thought out. You know, vampires hate crosses, so they're like, okay, we'll keep that cross away from me. They don't like wooden stakes because if you stab a vampire in the heart, that kills them. Like that, the stuff like that is really what draw. That's what really drew me to the show. Yeah, because I, I have knowledge about vampire. I love Blade. <laughs> like I, I used to love Blade growing up, and you know, hearing about Dracula and TV shows and stuff like that, and Nosferatu. Vampires always interested me. I mean, you you've seen Twilight. Yeah, I have. Tell me about you. It. You like you like Twilight. I'm you expose <laughs> me like that. I told you that in confidence, Donald. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. Hey, you got to say it with chest over here. I do like Twilight, and guess what? I'm a huge fan of Robert uh, Patterson. I'm excited for his Batman. uh, Upcoming Batman. But I mean, even in this show, they make fun of Twilight, (laughs) where someone is coming, and he's like, he goes to the store to buy glitter to put on his face. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to put glitter on my face, like, you know, Robert Pattinson in Twilight. That's hilarious to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just the fact that they know vampire tropes and are able to, you know, make jokes about them, about how vampires hate werewolves. Like, I love all that stuff. I geeked out about it a little, a little bit. But yeah, what we do the, in the shadows is, is fantastic. Or any of the writers from The Office or any of those NBC shows? Um, I don't believe here, so. If you know that? But the show, well, the, uh, it's based on, one second, I'll be able to tell you in just a second. Here on Wikipedia, it's this comedy or mockumentary. So it's kind of like a, yeah. Oh, so it's a it's documentary kind of. Yeah. So it's like they it's like they're they're doing things and they have like a film crew behind them. So even you'll see sometimes they're going to like a quote unquote confession room, like oh. they're doing like reality TV shows and say, oh well, my idea was this and I feel like that idea was like it's 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 stuff like that. But uh, it's, it's uh, written it's written by Jermaine Clement, who I don't know if you know, but he. Uh, Enlighten me. He was the crab dude in um, Moana. Mo- you know, on which the, one? the big crab. I can't remember his name in that movie, but he's a big crab. He sang the song. Uh, he sang the song "Shiny," and you know he 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 can sing as well. But he he's a great guy. The suit he's mainly known for here. Okay, so he was in Men in Black Three. Uh, he was in Rio and Rio 2, Moana, like I said, Despicable Me, the Lego Batman movie, 
which are all kind of comedy. They let go of that man and like, uh, right, despicable me, and he's. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm seeing. Show, so huh? it it was a film I'm seeing right here. So what we do in the shadows was a film previously, and it was by him. He also starred in it, and he also wrote it with Taika Waititi. Who I've seen that right there. Yeah. Yeah, Taika Waititi. He directed uh, Thor Ragnarok, and he was also in Free Guy, and he starred in Free Guy as well, and Jojo Rabbit, and <laughs> like. You can, you know, that he He's has well a great sense of, yeah, he has a great sense of humor on top of that. So I think that's what helps the shot a lot. It's just his type of humor. Thor Ragnarok yeah. is one of my favorite Marvel movies. And I think that's because of his style of humor. The fact that they made Thor funny instead of him being super serious, which wasn't really fun at all. Yeah. But yeah, so it's directed and written by those two. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just really an overall good time. Like I said, it's it's about three vampires plus an energy vampire oh who God. goes by the name of Colin Robinson, which you will find out. In this, I'm not going to spoil anything. You yeah, find out more about it. these characters, but you know, just and they have a, a familiar. Well, one of the vampires has a familiar, which is like one of those people that care for the vampires. They're like cleaning everything and yeah, make sure everything is tidy. And he goes by the name of Guillermo <laughs> and. He's he's been a familiar for 10 years in hopes of becoming a vampire. And you get to see him, you know, take care of them, of course. And you start to realize, like, yeah, these people have well, these vampires have been alive for hundreds or thousands of years, but these people are idiots. Oh they have my no God. idea. They they have no idea how things work. They're just buffoons. Basically. <laughs> oh my god. And so just, just the way they ask. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna ask um, this world. This world, they know the vampire. The vampires are alive in this world. Like people know that. Yeah. Or is it? Well, kind of well, not reg- regular people, but um, they really don't suspect it. I mean, it, it takes place in Staten Island. Oh, I see. So it's okay. about them basically trying to go on a conquest to take over the entire country. Give me some East Coast uh, vamps. Basically, some East Coast vampires. <laughs> they they, they kind of live in this castle in Staten Island, and oh my! I mean, God. they they were sent from overseas on a boat to come to the to come over here, and you know, basically make it a vampire central. And they've been here for years and years, and they haven't done anything. So, but then yeah. you, you find out in the show that there's like an entire vampire council. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I think that yeah. was um, episode seven. It's called The Trial. And it, it has these cameos where I was like, how did this work? <laughs> like, you can tell that Jermaine Clement and uh, Taika Waititi, they have some insane pull because they got some actors here. And I was like, I don't know how that even happened. I thought of something. What's that? I don't know if you're open to idea or one of my ideas. Of course. What about having, and this might be a little meta, but what about having a segment in the podcast where we try to pitch a show to one another? Mm. Or if, or if you have more than one, or if you have more than one uh, 
guests like to pitch a show to one another. You kind of broke up there. Could you repeat that for me? If like let's say we just three of us, right? You, mm-hmm. me, and some somebody else, and then we go into the segment pitch, pitch me the show, right? It's like, but we got to be honest, and we try to pitch each other a show, a movie, something, but we got to sell it to each other. Mm. Well, we got to be honest though. I'm not thinking. I'm not gonna really watch it. Gotcha. What do you think about that? I mean, that's fire. You a, know, a little segment. Um, my boy Lynn over at the Bros Who Think podcast. Yeah. He basically has a series called Pitch It, and that's oh, basically what it is. Wow. You, you, you pitch a TV show or a movie, and he gives you like a topic. And, you know, if it works, it works. You get a point. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You don't get the point. And it's basically like a it's, it's tournament-based kind of. Mm. But I won my round. So, I mean, if, if that's what you want to do today, then, you know, you might have a long day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know today, Dom, but I'm saying like. You don't know? No, let's, I gotta, let's do it. You, I got to prepare myself. It. You, you Bro, go first. T- off the, off you're the tell- dome. You're telling me to off, off the dome? Off the dome. Oh, that's tough. Off the dome. You're trying to you're trying to acapella off of the uh, on this one. Yeah, first I don't know. I'm not ready. Me, I'm not ready for this one, Dom. You gotta be, bro. Next one. Next you're one. going first. I gotta be prepared, Dom. Yeah, go ahead, man. Nah, nah I can't. You got bro. it. Not on this one. Not but, on this one. All right, fine. So if you guys didn't tune in on Twitch that day that we did have the show, I pitched a TV show where. I think it was like a, he said, a discovery type of TV show on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. And I chose a cooking uh, TV show where you cook a dish from a country, but then you also have to have a fighter from that exact same country. So, for example, if you choose a dish from, from Kenya, Africa, <laughs> you have oh to have a God. Kenyan fighter. And you have someone from Canada, you choose a dish from Canada, you have a Canadian fighter. And then you have these two chefs from both countries and they cook a dish. So not only does the the dish have to win, but the fighter also has to win their fight. You get what I'm saying? Oh my God. That's fire, right? What is this? uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay's basically warrior. so you, you have Gordon Ramsay as one of the hosts and judges because, you know, it's Gordon Ramsay. Of you course. also have uh, Robin Shu who played Liu Kang in the original Mortal Kombat movie from 95. Okay. And in, in, in uh, Annihilation, you have these two be the judge because Robin Shu is great at fighting and Gordon Ramsay is great at food. So you have two professionals judging the food. How fire would that be, bro? Be honest with me. Shit. I didn't come up with a name for it, but that's a great idea. Oh my god! Hell yeah! So you going reality based? Basically. Nice. Okay. Okay. That was just one of the questions that he asked, and I was like, okay, I think that would work. You have so so this is this segment has been oh I thought it was, I'm over here like fuck you you, I was thinking you thought you're gonna hit me with something. <laughs> I thought it was I was thinking more of a like oh I watched this TV series and like. But y'all, y'all are going more creative. Y'all are saying create your own. Yeah. That's interesting. That's create, interesting. Create your wow. own show and pitch it to, you know, it, we had three judges. We had hey, Lynn, does- we had uh, Schubert, and Ian from their podcast as well. They have, a, uh, they have several podcasts over there. But 
Yeah, we basically had the pitch to show me and someone else. If we won or if they liked it, we got the point. If they didn't like it, we didn't get the point. And whoever didn't get the most points just kind of stayed back and the next person moved up into the, you know, into the end the bracket. Yeah, that doesn't mean we can't do it. We could just throw our spices and yeah. maybe like try to differentiate from what they're doing. Right. Like, that'll be interesting. But at the end of the day, just a thought. A game right. three. So no, so <laughs> oh man. So so when I come to you next, man, and ask you, you better have something lined up. I will, I will, I will. I will. So you a show like me, me create a show or a show that I've been watching. You create a show. That's tough, Dom. That's that's challenging you, you, my create my creative side. You come up with the actors and the plot. See, usually my content, I just look at what's uh, trending on YouTube and then basically put. My, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Just no. snatch content. <laughs> oh, you're in the algorithm, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. When uh, you you come up with the show and you come up with your cast and the premise. Yeah. I don't want to go too much deeper than that because, you know, I could sit here all day and do that, <laughs> to be honest with you. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. I think I think animated seems fun, like an invincible type. Oh, so you want to go type of like animation. A, oh, okay. So not an anime, but. No, no, no. An, or an American could be an anime. animated. Yeah. Could be anime. Could be anime. I, I want it to be gory, though. I want it to be like. Bloody. I'm thinking that way. I'm going that direction. Mm. Um, I really enjoy like uh, Invincible's action and like goriness and sequencing. Invincible so is one of the greatest pieces of media to come out this year. You think so? I know so. When I watched Invincible for the first time, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I knew that there was a comic, but I said, I'm not going to spoil myself before I watch the show. Mm-hmm. So I- I'm a show only person when it comes to Invincible. And when I watched it, the first episode, I was like, well, this is just kind of whatever, you know what I mean? But then that scene happened. You know what scene I'm talking about? Yep. When when uh, Omni Man comes down and he wrecks his team, basically. That's one of the reasons I watched the show. I I, I stumbled upon I don't know what happened. I don't remember. Mm. But yeah, that was crazy. That was a crazy sequence. No, yeah, when, I, there was when, no uh no music, no nothing. Just yeah, you didn't action. have a hint to anything that was happening. Mm-hmm. You just seen, you know, everyone's alarm going off, and then they meet up at one place and say, "Oh well, what are you doing here?" And they're like, "Well, I don't know what I'm doing here, but what are you doing here?" <laughs> so then he arrives, amazing, and goes crazy. Like you don't see it coming. Yeah, and I think amazing that's the best cast. thing about it. Yeah, Stephen Yoon. We got Mark yeah, Hamill from, from The Walking Dead. From The Walking Dead, of course. Uh, J.K. Simmons, see from Spider Man, and a Neither. bunch of other stuff too. On top of that, yep, amazing show. That's a good. That's a good watch as well. Yeah, if you haven't seen Invincible yet, it's on Amazon Prime, uh, Prime Video. I'm sorry, watch it there. If you like shows like that, watch The Boys while you're at it. Have you seen The Boys yet? Of course, but also if you have Amazon Prime, you can use your Prime. You have a subscription to Twitch. Yeah, you, free subscription your, your, to... you have a free subscription to Twitch. So if you do have Amazon Prime, if you have not used your free subscription yet, I do advise you to go to L3X underscore 44 on Twitch and use 
that free subscription. It's free 99. Free 99. That'll be for one month. So make sure after that yep. one month is over, you come back and do it again. You may not have known that you have a free subscription. To yeah, Twitch if, if you have Evans on Prime, you have a free subscription on Twitch. And guess what? You don't have to use it on me, but if you could, it would really help a boy out. Yeah, be great. Use it on your favorite it. streamer. Fa- favorite streamer. If you did not know that you have a free sub on Twitch Prime. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, I have watched the, the boys. You know, they just finished. Um, they just finished wrapping up with season three, I think. I'm or I so think they finished filming it. it, actually. Me and my girlfriend thoroughly enjoyed that one. That show was great, man. It is great. Because that's another one where I went into it not watching the, uh, or not reading the comic books. Yeah. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like the first, what, 10 minutes when they're on mm-hmm. the sidewalk, I was like, oh, it's that type of show. <laughs> yep. It's, it's the time. Yeah. It's so it's so funny. Well, not funny, kind of tragic where he's like, his girlfriend gets murdered by that speed guy. I forgot his yeah, name. Yeah, A-Train. A-Train's like, oh, you know what type of business is It's almost like a suicide squad type of, I yeah. want to say suicide squad, but violence way, you know, in the violence era. Yeah, because, I mean, you have these superheroes, and it's in, like, a real world. Like, superheroes have been marketed. They're mm-hmm. being marketed as superheroes. They're owned by a company, and they're told to do things by people. They just don't run on their own accord. Yeah. But these people are huge buttholes on top of that these people are not good people they only care about themselves most of the time if they hurt somebody they don't care if they go and do something that people don't like they don't care they're really just out for themselves and to make money i suppose has a uh, carl urban which is billy the butcher mm-hmm. is he is he um has he been in other movies? Have you seen him in other? Yeah, Carl Urban, he was in show? Thor Ragnarok. He was the bald he guy. Remember Thor- they had the machine guns? Remember really? he took control of the, well, he quote unquote took control of the Bifrost after Heimdall left. But yeah, he was the bald guy and he had the uh, the two machine guns. I can't remember his name in Thor Oh, Ragnarok. that was him? Yeah. He looks completely different. <laughs> yeah, and he was also in a remake of one of those action movies from the 80s, I believe. Um, one second. I don't know if it was Judge Dredd, I believe. No, maybe not. Well, he does not look alike. <laughs> That's insane. But yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the new Judge Dredd. I was right. He was Judge Dredd in the in the remake from 2012. Yeah, I put. I don't know if you will put like a picture of him post, but like he looks insane like different <laughs> oh, and, and and thor yeah <laughs> with, with this bald head yeah yeah when i found out he was gonna be in that i was like it can't be a huge role there's no way but that's crazy it, it kind of wasn't you know <laughs> it's like his character was there but you know he kind of got rid of pretty quickly sure. yeah I, I do feel like with with carl urban i think like, i think that this role is it's him you know what i mean it feels like the role was made for him. Granted, it comes from the comic book, but either way, if he he's doing a great job as Billy the Butcher. Yeah, he's a good he's a good actor. Yeah. Then you got Mother's Milk. <laughs> Mother's Milk. Yeah, the black guy that's on that team. 
Uh, Laz Alonzo's character. I, now, I know mother's, mother's milk and a breast milk or something. Yeah, <laughs> with with out. his mom. Yeah, it was the whole thing. But like I said, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know what's coming next. I prefer it that way because I've heard that the show is going in a different direction than the comics was anyway, for right now anyway. But yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend The Boys if you haven't watched it yet. There are two seasons right now. We might get season three next year, hopefully, sooner than later. I'm hoping, dude, because I'm we're so ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Yeah. Um, I need yeah, it that'll now. Be, that'll be a good watch. A lot of these TV shows are amazing now. Like, you know, um, I do want to ask, are you into are you watching Apple streaming? Do you stream any of the Apple TV shows? Yeah. Yeah. So this, I watched uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is on that one. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about is it Jason Momoa's show? Yeah, see? See, what's that one about? You got any? But I see Batista in the, in the next. Yeah, he's he's in the show as well. But um Nah. I I I tried to watch it. Oh no. You know, I, I tried. I mean, maybe I, I might go back to it. But I was just looking at it and I was like, uh, I don't know about this one. Really? Yeah. So, wow. I mean, like I said, it got renewed for season two. That's about to come out. I might check it out, but I feel like there are far better shows that I could be watching at the moment. How do you feel at Apple TV as a streaming? Lacking, you know, getting there? I, I feel like they're getting there. I don't feel like they'll overtake Netflix or Hulu right now just because they have they haven't really gotten their feet in the water, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like they, they got some great shows, like a Ted Lasso. I haven't watched the morning show yet, but I've heard great things about it. I saw with, a couple us, episodes. With, with Steve Carell. Did you like it? It's all right. It's kind of kind of a slower one for me. Yeah. It's a slow one. Like I said, they have shows. It's just a matter of they have to get there. They have a they have a little bit of climb before they actually get there. Yeah to be a Hulu or Netflix competitor. But I was talking to a buddy of mine and um, I was talking to him and I said, well, how great of a flex would it be if all the shows on Apple TV were shot on iPhones? Would that not be a great flex, bro? Like, you know, we got the shows, but we're shooting the shows with our phones. How crazy would that be? At least for one series or something like yeah, like I, I told him, I was like, I understand why not, because they have to compete with these other streaming services to have this great production and they're shooting in 4K and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's understandable. But what if they had a show that was great, that was shot completely on an iPhone? That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But I still feel like with iPhone cameras, we still have a way to go. I mean, we have an event. They're going to show on oh in two days actually they're going to have the uh, the new Apple event talking about the new mm-hmm. phones and everything so never know yeah never know but yeah as far as Apple TV goes they're not there yet they still got a little ways to go yeah I, to be honest I just I just didn't renew I'll be honest with you I just didn't yeah, renew they, they they don't have anything yet. Now you would expect them to come out with like maybe 10 or 15 shows, but that wasn't the yeah. case. 
Oh, and they did confirm that um, John Stewart, you know, from the Daily Show, he's going to have a show on Apple TV. So that might get some people back. But, you know, it's going to take a little bit more than that. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, you know how we have like these late nights and we got the Jimmy Fallon's and we got the, um, what's the other guys? Uh... <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, there you go. Steve, and, uh, Stephen, Stephen Colbert. Colbert still... and, yeah. Why doesn't Netflix have one? Like, not well, they based had, upon... They had a daily, well, quote-unquote daily show with um, Hassan Minaj, but I think they also canceled it. What? Yeah, it was called... Um, check and see what the name of that one was. I will. On Netflix? Yeah, he had a show called... Um, yeah, the Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj, and that they, the can- they canceled it last year. Yeah, I mean, he was even on why. the Daily Show. Yeah, they they canceled it. But you know, does it get political? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's yeah, called the Patriot Act. <laughs> so you I know, he, he probably that. gets deep into it. You know, because the Netflix has to choose. Well, are you are you right leaning? Are you like left? Or, you know, are you you know, right. I mean, even HBO it? has the one with um, what's his name? I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, what's that guy's name, man? I'm blanking on everyone's name. I'm I'm sorry about that, everyone. Uh, John Oliver. John Oliver, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I, I mean, you. even HBO Max, well, HBO and HBO Max have that. They also got John Stewart. Yeah. Right? So, in Comedy Central, they still have Trevor Noah, who's doing. Great over there, by the way. I do check out a lot of his stuff still. Do you watch these uh, late night shows? Not religiously. I don't catch them as they're coming on. Like, I don't stop watching, you know, something on YouTube to go and switch over to cable TV. (laughs) If that's what you're asking. But I do watch, if they have, like, the highlights on YouTube, I check them out. Usually early in the morning when I miss them. I don't watch them, you know, on time. Oh, there's like an artist that I like that's performing on uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. I watch that performance. I don't like Jimmy Kimmel. Not not in the bad really? way, but I don't really enjoy his like. You don't like his style uh, of comedy? Jimmy Kimmel is, uh, wait, before I mess up. <laughs> make sure I know who I'm talking about. No, 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 it's not Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. The Jimmys, bro. I'm mixing them up. Jimmy Fallon. I mean, they're, they're, they're the Jimmys. I don't know. Sometimes Jimmy Fallon's he seems kind of. You no, know, like, I, I I never really thought he was funny when he was on SNL. I never really found him funny on there. When he laughs, I don't know if this is it's, just his laugh, but it doesn't seem genuine. It doesn't seem genuine at all, does it? Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it just seems like he's laughing because somebody has a gun to the back of his head. <laughs> why, why though? But maybe maybe well, that's I, how he I, laughs. I think that's how he laughs, but I think this he's always been like that. Like yeah. I, I saw some of his old um, SNL sketches and he would break character a lot just to laugh. And it would be that fake laughing type of thing that he likes to do. But the fact that he's the one to get, uh, you know, a late night TV show. I mean, I'm, I don't have any problems with him. I mean, he's successful. But I feel like there are more talented people that could, you know be a little bit more genuine when they come across as you know who trying I really to laugh enjoyed? at someone. Conan O'Brien. Conan is fire, bro. I he don't care what fire. anyone says. He's moving to HBO Max. Um, Good. When Conan's show got canceled, 
I was just like, why? You know, yeah. it, it, it seemed super random. But then when he moved to TBS, kind of, yeah, he moved to TBS and the whole show basically got a revamp and everything was bigger, badder, and louder. I was back on board. But Conan is like the only late night show that I think is killing it. I like John Oliver. John Oliver is a passionate person. He gets deep into his, his uh, topics. But I feel like the only one that really does it the best and then can also say, hey, I have a skit I'm going to show you guys with, with Kevin Hart and Ice Cube, and we're going to go ride in, a, in an Uber. Yeah, exactly. Like that, 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 that is fire to me. He has fire skits. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I didn't really get into John Oliver. I'm, I haven't watched him really. So yeah, if if you if you come across him on YouTube, like you can see that he gets passionate. He's a good watch. He's, he's a, a good watch. watch. Yeah, especially yeah. if he's if he's talking about something that you care about, it's fantastic because he really gets into it. He he'll start yelling. He'll start hitting his desk oh and stuff like God. that. I, I like him. I like John Oliver. I liked him when he was on Community. I don't know if you've watched that yet. Have you? Yeah, I saw Community. Yeah, I, I liked him when he was back. on there. But. Yeah, his 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 late night show is basically that character a little bit, but kind yeah. of turned up a little bit, which I'm I enjoy it. It's good stuff, but it's not as fun as the Conan O'Brien, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I really enjoyed David Letterman as well, but I didn't really yeah, get into Let, him until the later years. Yeah, Letterman's later a goat. He uh, yeah, he he's just a goat. I saw rest, rest in peace, Netflix. Larry King. Larry King, yeah. I never got into Jay Leno. I never saw what the fuss was about with Jay Leno. Nah, not me. I never saw what the fuss was about. Maybe I was just too young to enjoy it, but I never got the uh, the appeal of a Jay Leno. Yeah, me neither. And I'm not even going to talk about James Corden. I'll tell you all that. You don't like him? Did you see that video that came out last week? What video? So, James Corden is playing one of the mice on the new Cinderella movie. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think. Have you seen anything about it? Have you heard about it? On Amazon Prime? I believe so. It's on a streaming service. It has uh, Camilla Cabello. What's the Billy, TV show? Billy Porter's in it. It's, it's a movie called Cinderella. Cinderella. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing. Uh, he's in this one. He's in it. He, he's one of the mice. Okay. And there's a video that was surfacing last week on Twitter. I was scrolling down my timeline. I don't follow James Corden or anything like that. I, I think I stopped liking James Corden after the movie called Cats. Did you see that movie? No, I heard it was like a zero. Terrible movie. Waste of time. I hated it. I watched it. When I saw <laughs> Cats, I said, okay, James Corden is beginning to be that bug that keeps flying by my ear. <laughs> Wow. Like I, really? I liked him on the show. I, I like Carpool Karaoke. He's amazing at that. Yeah. But when I kept seeing him in like movies, I'm like, yeah, this dude is kind of unbearable at this point, especially in cats. Now, with this new Cinderella movie, they were doing promo, I guess, for it. But they had the cast singing on the highway. On a busy highway where there are people with, with places to go. And they were performing one of the songs. And he comes up to this car and they're recording him with their phone. Like they're no way. Just recording everything. And it's him and his in his mouse costume. And he comes up to like the car and he's singing. 
and he like puts his hands behind his head and starts thrusting his uh pelvis at the camera. Oh, I see, like, I see it right here. Yes, bro. Just just watch it and let me know what you think. Put yourself in that person's here. shoes. Just just do it. So we got let me describe what's happening. James Corden dancing or dancing with Cinderella dressed as a costume. They have traffic stopped that like they did with the Harry Styles video as well. They kind of stopped traffic as well. He's going up to a Corolla, going up to the window, and now he's like uh, thrusting his pel- pelvic in such a motion where it's almost provocative, yet uh, unsexy like. Yeah, he, he's gyrating. He's gyrating the camera, and he's he's in this like costume. Does not look like a rat or a mouse. Now, what, what would you do if you were going somewhere on the highway and you had somewhere important to go and traffic is stopped and you see Camilla Cabello, you see Billy Porter. Oh, that was Camilla. And, yeah. Okay. And you see these people singing and they're dressed up in costumes and they're dancing and you got somewhere to go and they, they just stop traffic. And James Corden comes up to your car and starts waving his penal area at you. What, what do you do? Do you just sit there and just take it? I mean, if Harry Styles just say this is okay, is it okay? Not necessarily. Do I care about uh, Camila? Probably not. So maybe a little more annoyed. But if a Harry Styles came up to me, and that guy's a a treasure, (laughs) you gonna guys, you gonna let Harry Styles have you, huh? Oh my god, dude, that guy is so (laughs) sexy, man. Like. Oh, watermelon sugar. Hi. Yes, dude. Damn. Damn, man. If that guy just serenaded me, bro, it's over, man. I just, what am I supposed to do then, dude? I'm just like, you're just gonna listen. Oh my God. Yeah, James Gordon, bro. I'll be annoyed. Yeah, I'll be really annoyed. (laughs) The fact that that they don't care about these people's well being, they just went in front of this car and danced and sang it might be to give it credit and i don't want to be like oh like i don't want to defend them or anything but maybe these are like stage cars no bro no you don't think so <laughs> these are regular people but wouldn't they be with, honking with jobs would not they honk at him i mean maybe not because it's a performance they might have cameras there and stuff like that but just the way that you know the people in the car were recording him and then put it on social media, it didn't seem like that was part of the crew's idea. You know, that's not something that they wanted people to see. Were they yelling? It's, it's like a flash, way. it's like a flash mob. You don't see a lot of people post flash mobs all the time. Oh my god. You know what I mean? You, it, it, you're saying it's really obnoxious. Super obnoxious. If you're on the highway and you have somewhere to be and someone famous, whether you like them or not. They're keeping you from going to your destination. You're gonna be a little bit annoyed, no matter who it is. Yeah, it can be Harry Styles, but if you have somewhere to be and they just stop you and he just starts singing "Watermelon Sugar" to you, you're gonna be like, "Okay, I kind of still got somewhere to be, but I'm trying to get somewhere." And you're stopping me from getting there. Like, what? What do you do? You can't hit him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, how am I gonna hit Harry Styles, a national treasure? You know what I mean? That's, you don't want to hit him, bro. Bro, I'll hit on him. That's what I was about to say. I wasn't going to say it, though. I'll hit on him. But you wouldn't hit him with your vehicle. 
Oh my god, dude! I'll come out. That, no, I was gonna say okay. something. I was gonna say something crazy. See, but see I, I, bro. I should stop myself. I should stop see? myself. You need to relax, man. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna... You need to relax. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> dude, this but is yeah, going man. great. I'm, I'm happy, bro. I'm good. I'm happy we finally able to do this. Yeah, we finally got to it. But before I let you go, man, I do want to tell you about the movie Malignant. Now, I don't know if you've seen me talk about it on Twitter, but uh, Malignant is a new horror film by James Wan. And James Wan, he directed Insidious. He did the Conjuring movies. He, oh, wow. He, he did Aquaman. Like He's established at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, James Wan is, is that dude when it comes to horror movies. Or really movies in general, because he, he stepped out of his... He stepped out of his comfort zone when he did Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> when when I saw the first trailer for this movie called Malignant, I said, I don't know what this is, but I'm intrigued. Because I love all horror films. I don't know if you know that about me, but I love horror films. Yeah. I absolutely love them. But when I seen this trailer, I was like, okay, this looks pretty good. This looks cool. But yeah, so he, yeah, he also did like The Nun. He did the Annabelle movies. Fast and Furious 7. Uh, he did the Saw movies. All the Bloomhouse ones or whatever. Yeah. He did Spiral. Mortal Kombat, I see right here. The new one anyway. Damn, he's all over the place, huh? Yeah, so he, he he's not stuck in one place, but he's, he, he's been successful when it comes to horror. So I saw this trailer and I was like, hmm, this looks good. Like It looks like it's going to be a good scary movie. I'll check it out. And plus, I'm I'm down to really see anything that he's directing. So, I was I was down. So it came out yesterday, matter of fact. Well, Friday it came out Friday, September 10th. Who's starting? And uh, the woman's name. Her name is uh her character's name is Madison in, in the movie, but her name is Annabelle Wallace. Oh, I see. And it also stars Ingrid Bisu. Uh, Marina Mazeppa, McKenna Grace, Jack Abel. But yeah. It um it's 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 not your average horror film. When I went into it, the first scene just kind of seems over the top. And you know, when you're when you're watching a movie, you or a horror movie, you're usually thinking, well, this is what I would do in this situation, or I could see that happen, or I couldn't see that happening. In the opening scene, it's a bunch of, oh, I did not see that happening, or I don't know if that will actually happen in real life. But it's it's done in such an over-the-top way to where the movie is basically an homage and is paying respects to those super campy 80s horror films where something happens and someone reacts in just some kind of over-the-top way. Yeah. Like in a Friday the 13th, if someone gets stabbed in front of somebody, they just, ah, 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 and they just start screaming and running. And it's like, oh my God. Over the top type of stuff. When I, so when I seen the first, the opening scene, I was like, yeah, th- this movie is going to be something special. You could just tell off the rip. Yeah. So then the movie goes, and then it starts to feel like a 2000s horror movie where things, I don't know if you know about 2000s horror movie, but a lot of them, they just kind of moved along kind of slowly. But that's how this one was. But something happens, and it's like, oh crap! I've never seen that before. And then uh, things just just keep happening, and they keep happening. 
and then the movie just kind of like opens up to be like a slasher film which what i thought was going to be the whole thing in the beginning but when you figure out why it's a slasher film and why these things are happening it's like oh shoot but the thing about this movie is that nothing is predictable nothing nothing when i when i watch movies i usually am able to predict what's happening in the movie or what's going to happen with this movie i did not predict what was going to happen and then when it happened i just sat i literally i was the only one in the theater when i watched it it's on hbo max too if you want to watch it but yeah i went went to the movies and i was the only one in there so when stuff was happening i found myself laughing (laughs) and like maybe like the last 45 minutes i was just laughing and there's this scene that takes place in this police station and i was in there laughing and i just Mm -hmm. had like i I, that might have been the most fun i've ever had watching a movie at the movies to be honest with you like i hadn't had that much fun watching the movie since maybe endgame avengers endgame honestly with this one like yeah with this one bro this is one of my favorite movies to come out this year Wow. Yeah. Damn. Just because the, the movie, it knows what it is and it does that well. Wow. It knows that it's not an insidious. It knows that it's not a conjuring. And then the fact that it's made by the person that made those two movies and those movies being like super serious, the dark uh, type of horror films. And this one's like, you know, we're, we're going to be dark, but we know that we're dark. <laughs> Yeah. And that way when when things happen it's like, hmm. Okay. Now I see where you're going with it. So like I said when I watched the movie, I'm sitting there, I'm in there just trying to think like okay, maybe this is what's happening in this movie and this is what's going to happen. But then the movie just flipped everything on top of itself. Yeah. And it's it's shot in a way to where like I said it's like a 2000s horror movie. But there's this one part in the, in the movie where she's the main character, uh, Madison, she's running through her house and it's like the camera is on the ceiling looking down and it's, it's like a tracking shot. So it's tracking her running from room to room to room, up the steps to room to room. And it's like one of the greatest shots in the horror film I've ever seen. Just because, like I said, the movie is like it's just mysterious. You don't know. Yeah, but the fact that it's also shot well on top of that, mm-hmm. some of the dialogue, like it's a, it's a campy movie. If you're going into this movie expecting something super serious, you're not gonna have a good time. It's campy. If you like like Friday the Thirteenth, like Nightmare on Elm Street, if you like a bunch of these older '80s movies that were kind of over the top with their reactions, you're really gonna like this movie. But if you're going in this movie saying, "Oh, well, I wasn't scared," or "I wasn't," You're, it's not, not meant for that, right? Yeah, it's not made for that. I just wanted to let everybody know if I'm looking this way, I'm looking like at uh <laughs> I'm trying to look at clips and like uh, information about what we're talking about. Right. Just so people don't know, think I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ignore me or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, this movie, like when I walked out of it, and what's funny is my one of my friends, his name is Greg, he called me while I was watching the movie and I answered because I like I said I was the only one in the theater. I answered the phone and I answered and I'm like busting out laughing. I'm like, hello. He was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm at the movies, watch this movie called Malignant. And he hears it in the back and he's like, all right, just call me whenever you're done. So after the movies, now I sat in my seat for maybe two more minutes, just laughing, trying yeah. to think about what I'd just seen. 
I walk outside. I call him back. He goes, what did you see again? And I said, Malignant. It's a horror movie. He was like, so why are you laughing? And I was oh like, if you watch God. the movie, you will see why I'm laughing. And, you know, man, th- this is that type of movie where it's, it's best to watch it with somebody. Okay. It's, it's definitely one of those movies you have to see with somebody. So it's not scary necessarily. It's just... I mean, it's that that's subjective. subjective. It depends on what you find scary. If you find jump scares scary, um, scary design scary, like if you find stuff like that scary, it may scare you. But I'm not scared of anything, so that's why I like when a horror movie does something different to scare me. Like does it have a lot of lights. Seen? What do you mean? Like you know how in Kill Bill the lighting is crazy. Um. Is it like that, like red lighting or not really? It's just not really, but I will, I will say that when it comes to this movie, the what they do with the CG and the surroundings is fantastic. Like oh, you'll wow. be like one character will be in a room, and then sting, things will start to change. And when you see it changing, you'll say, "Oh wow, that was kind of dope." <laughs> yeah. Like they they use CG in some of these scenes, but a lot of it looks practical. And yeah. there's like a there's like a whole mystery to it on top of it. So you're you're watching it, trying to figure out what's happening or why it's happening, really. But you get the why kind of early, but you're trying to figure out who is doing what. So then when you get to a scene where things just kind of open up, you're just gonna you you're, you might just open your mouth and say, Oh, well, oh crap. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I'm about like, to watch I, it. Like I said, I just laughed. Like I, I didn't think of anything else to do but laugh. Like when it, when stuff was happening, I was just in there laughing. And <laughs> I mean, there, there's a point in the movie where things do kind of move a little bit slowly. Like you know, people are figuring things out, so they're driving places to go get some documents about something. But when the movie picks back up, it ramps the knob up to like 15. And it's just oh like, bro, this is crazy. This is nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> nuts, man. And like I said, I was just in there having the, the greatest time watching that movie. And I'm, I'm probably going to watch it again tonight, to be honest with you. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. It, we, it's we it's hilarious, man. We can, we can, it's hilarious. We, can we, 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 we might have to watch part of that thing, bro, to be honest with you. You're down <laughs> right now after this? Yeah, after this, we'll, we'll watch the movie and we'll, we'll hit the Discord server up. All right, all right. So, with that being said, Malignant is a horror film directed by James Wan, one of my favorite films of the year, one of the best pieces of media that I've seen in a, maybe several years, probably. Where's well, my second favorite horror movie? I will say that. This movie, this movie is better than The Exorcist to me. And oh, it's, wow. it's, it's, it's not, it didn't hit me the way that Hereditary hit me. So that's why I say second best. I don't know if you have you seen Hereditary. Absolutely, I got to watch it. Yeah, so what, I, can, I got like to I, watch it. Like I said, when I watched that movie for the first time, I did sit in the theater for maybe 10, 15 minutes afterwards. It was me and my buddy Dylan, and we just looked at each other like, "Okay, so that was a movie." And we were sitting there trying to figure out if we liked it. And I told him, I was like, "I don't even think I liked it. Man. I think I loved that movie." And no lie, I went to the movies the next day to go see it again. How I feel about hered- hereditary. 
I don't think it was like it was scary, but not scary in the sense of like jump scares and it's gonna give you nightmares or anything like that. It's and eerie. I think it's 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 smart. Eerie, yeah. It's more of a psychological horror than anything. Oh, most definitely. It's it's, it's gonna mess with your brain. Most definitely. And that was another one of those movies where I was like trying to figure things out as they moved along. And then once you know what scene I'm talking about with the pole, when the, with the telephone pole scene happened, everything just kind of went up in the air and I didn't know what was going to happen. Dude, me neither, man. I was so like, I'm, I'm watching things happen and I'm like, bro, what is this movie? And then when I watched that- it for the second time and I started picking things up afterwards, and then, you know, you see it a few more. I've seen it a few more times and watched YouTube videos about it. And I'm like, yo, this movie is something different. It definitely it's is. It's different. one. It's really it is psychological in the sense of because the Black Swan is another one that I currently I had watched uh, recently where it, mm-hmm. it, it's also not scary per se, but in a psychological way where it is kind of an eerie thought of, you know, going going insane or you can even say where your identity. Her, yeah, where horror, where uh, sorry, not horror. Uh, Hereditary was more horror, ba- more horror based. So kind of the premise was, you know, um, not to give too much of the movie. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, you know, the grandma's background and how did that develop in, into the story? It was so creepy and eerie, just like in but Black Swan. You, you know nothing about this woman. No, the, they don't the tell movie, you much. This isn't much of a spoiler, but the movie starts off after her death. Yeah. The movie begins mm-hmm. with a eulogy. Oh, it's like, so creepy. Like a funeral. Like the movie starts off with a funeral, basically. And someone is dead. You don't know how they died, who they were. You just know that things don't seem right. So weird. And then as the movie progresses, you're like, okay, I was right. Things are not right. <laughs> things yeah. are actually messed up. And then, like the last 20 to 15 minutes, you're just sitting there watching the movie and you're like, oh, well, everything I thought is out the window. I have no idea what's going to happen next. But I made it this far, so I might as well watch it. Hello, hello, hello. There we go. Sorry, my thing got disconnected. Welcome back to the I, down trap. <laughs> I still ha- I still haven't upgraded to a condenser mic, the SM, SM what it's called, SMB75 or some shit like that. Yeah. The Shore mic. The one that your favorite YouTuber has. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Who cares? I don't know what the hell it's called. SM7 or some shit. Yeah. But back to Hereditary, man. If if you're a fan of horror and you haven't seen that movie yet, then do that ASAP. Highly recommended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy, man. Um, spo- This is a spoiler warning right here. Spoiler warning. All right, people. So- spoiler alert. Spoiler. Lex is about to spoil something. You have been warned. You have been warned. Okay. At the end, bro, that was so weird, right? Like, that was creepy as hell. Yeah. And then you find out it was like, it was tradition. You know, there's this entity that has to get out and get somewhere. That's so creepy, bro. Yeah. And the way that you find out that things are planned. A lot of things were planned and then things got off plan and then things get back on track. (laughs) 
and then you're you're watching it from the people that have they they have no way to handle things. Yeah. They they have no handle or control over anything that's happening to them. So you're just watching them react to things that they have no control over. And it's like, well, dang, at this point, I kind of feel bad for these people. Mm-hmm. Because their their fates have already been sealed. Basically, if you think about it, the grandma sacrificed herself, her daughter, her daughter's daughter, her grandchildren, just for this demon or whatever he is. He's a, a demon, right? Or the devil, the son of the devil. What is it? Yeah. So, so, so she, she, she second, well, she tried to sacrifice her son. The grandma did. Yeah. But her son said, I don't feel like being here. So he kind of offed himself. Yeah. But he was like one of the devil's lieutenants or something like that. So crazy. Yeah. It's like some, some king that worked for the devil for riches and money and stuff. So. It's so, it sounds scene, so ridiculous hearing it, but if you watch it, you, you'll get it. The ending scene is so eerie and creepy because it's just like... It's disturbing um, because, like I said, you don't see any of it happening. I mean, you don't see any, any yeah. of it coming. Like when, she's, when she's chasing him and when she's up on the ceiling and it's like, well, cool, I guess. Man, that's that's a good watch. Then you good find watch. out that she, she's slicing her neck from the piano that she knocked over. Like, Everything just makes sense in the movie. But mm-hmm. like I said, you, you're watching this family react to things that they have no control over. Mm-hmm. They, they're having nightmares and they had a traumatic experience where they were never able to grieve from. So that's always in the back of their minds during this movie. Yeah. Fantastic movie, bro. Hereditary is so great, man. I absolutely loved it. And before that, my favorite horror movie was The uh, The Exorcist. Because, like I said, I, I watched that movie at such a young age where I was like, okay, yeah, I love horror movies because of that movie. <laughs> I never saw that one. Yeah, The Exorcist is great. And then another one that I loved is The Blair Witch Project, which I talked about on here before. Never uh, one, seen one, one. One, one of the first found footage films that I saw early on. I watched the movie. It came out in 1999. I might have been six or seven yeah. when I first watched it. And, you know, in, in 2000 and 1999, there wasn't much, there wasn't the internet the way it is today. And I don't even think we had a computer at this time, <laughs> to be honest with you. So I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking that it's real because it's shot in such a way that it's telling a story. It's a found yeah. footage flick. So I grew up for a while thinking that that movie was real, thinking that there was a Blair Witch that killed people in the woods. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so trippy, dude. It is, man. But that just shows you what a lack of knowledge can do for a lot of these horror movies in particular. Yeah. If you you go into a lot of these movies, if you go into Malignant Blind, you're going to be on two, either two ends of the spectrum. You're either going to say, well, that didn't make sense. Or you're going to say that movie was the bomb. I loved it. (laughs) Because I've, I've seen both. I've seen mixed reviews. I've seen people say that they didn't get it. And then, I mean, there was even one guy in a Discord I met. He told me that he watched it and said that he didn't like it. And I kind of explained, like, yeah, this is an homage to 80s horror films. I hope that you didn't go into this expecting, like, an insidious type of movie. And then he just goes, oh, well, I see where you're coming from there. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Shh. 
Like it's it's made it's made from the guy that made the conjuring and insidious. So why would you go into this and watch it and expect the same thing again? Yeah. Like he's he's basically making a parody of his own work in a sense. <laughs> we have to check it out, man. Yeah, we'll we'll do it after this. 100 percent Like I said, I I'm ready to watch it for the second time. I meant to see it mm-hmm. earlier, but I had some things going on, so. We'll do it again. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it. For sure. But uh, I believe that this almost concludes this episode of, of The Dom Trap. It's been Oof. one for the books, man. It's been a long time coming. Holy shit. We went for a while there, huh? Hell yeah. We we said we were going to do it. Hell yeah. We, we said it. That was so, good. man, this it's, it's been a pleasure having you on here, man, to be honest with you. Hell yeah. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So, Lex, man, if there's anything else you want to say to the people, go ahead and do that. I appreciate all you Dom Trappers. I appreciate Domo himself as well. We've been, you know, uh, building our relationship for a while now. And, you know, he's a guy I can call uh, a friend, a really good friend, you know, even a brother at a sense, you know, and I'm just happy to this finally we're able to do this. We've done some other content as well, but to finally get into the dom trap dude Ooh, you know what i'm saying it's hype and this won't even be the last time bro so oh ready. no definitely not. this is definitely just the, the first of many to be honest with you whether it's on his platform or uh, my platform like at the end of the day this is just you know the beginning of it all yeah you know and I'm, I'm excited to see what's down the road i'm excited to see um you know our opinions and our reaction and on top of that i think what i'm most excited is to see us develop as creators mm-hmm. whereas adamo's you know focusing on his podcasting and i don't know if he's gonna i don't know what your plans are if you're gonna venture off or, yeah or uh, i don't know the foreseeable future you have ahead of you mm-hmm. i definitely I'm, I'm, I'm gonna venture out and do some other things just yeah. kind of just kind of taking things a step at a time you know definitely like yeah. i'm here to support him and i know he's here to support me and i mean like I said, this is, this is amazing, and I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad. I'm so excited. You know, um, hopefully, I didn't embarrass myself too much. I was a little, <laughs> I was a little nervous. I, I was a little nervous. Nah. Was, <laughs> we didn't get into some of those other things, but you know, hey, there's, I'm plenty, down. there's plenty of time for that. <laughs> I'm down. I'm an open book, man. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, I'm here to be uh, as transparent as I can be. You know, and. Um, yeah, you can find me on twitch.tv slash L3X underscore 44. I go by Lex. You can also find me on Instagram with the same username, L3X underscore 44. You can find me on the TikTok. I try to do a little bit of content, still don't understand it, but we're getting there, and that's going to be underscore L3X44. You know, and you can also find me on Twitter with the same username. And of course, on YouTube, on yes. YouTube the same use guess what once again the same username l3x <laughs> underscore four four i ultimately want to just get lex but mm-hmm. um i don't know how to do that yet we'll figure that out later down the road when i get i get more leverage and twitch or whatever um yeah i mean some of my content is reaction or more a lot of my content right now is reactionary based i mostly stream though so we're streaming like jump king um 
I kind of venture into fighting games sometimes here and there. I'm not too much into that right now. I'm kind of going, going and doing my own thing, trying to figure out who I am. If right. you want to be a part of that journey and you have an Amazon Prime, you can not only use your Amazon Prime because you have a free sub to any channel. You don't have to use it to me, but you can use it wherever you want with any of your favorite streamers. But you must use it because if you don't use it, what's the point? Yeah, you know, you just get, it's just sitting there wasting. Just sitting there wasting. Um, also, I mean, yeah, man, I'm just excited. I'm excited for this journey. I'm excited to be uh, here, and we'll see what happens later down the road. Oh yeah, man. Shit, I really do a- appreciate you being here, bro. This, this is one for the books. Like I said, this is not the last time you'll be here. No. Lex will be here in the future. Yeah. Maybe in your near future once he watches a few more things. But you know, I'm down. We'll get there for sure. And everyone, once again, go follow Lex at L3X underscore 44. That's on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok. Everything. 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 it has been a great episode. Once again, I appreciate you being here. So happy, bro. So happy. To all you people out there, to all you listeners, stay safe. Try not to get sick. Try not to spread any sicknesses. No, sir. I hope that you are doing well. I hope that your family is doing well. I hope that you are cherishing your family while they're here because we never know when they're going to leave. I lost my grandfather a little bit over a month ago. Um, It hurt. You know, loss is something that you don't want to get used to. So like I said, cherish those who are there. Tell them that you love them. Tell them how much you love them. Make sure you show it because you never know when that day that you see them or hear from them could be the last so once again people it's been me dominique i'm your host your editor director creator executive producer producer uh best boy crewman uh (laughs) everything all the above your your first your last and your everything and i go by the name of dominique and i am signing off to all of you Dom Trappers. So please stay safe. Love those around you. Love everybody. Don't hate. And take care. See you next time. Give peace. someone a hug. Yeah. Give someone please, a hug. Please hug people. Hug people. Hug, hug everyone. All right, mask peace. Up. Mask up. Mask up. Mask up. Mask up. Mask on. Peace.